This is Great Muta. And you are listening, listening, listening to the Tom Box Low Box with Phil Leia and that pain in the Ascopion Light in M Radio. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. I don't think so. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Episode 477 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Hope everybody's having a good week. It's WrestleMania week. And if you haven't heard already, and if you don't know, I am your most humblest of hosts. The Yoda of yesteryear. The Messiah of memories. The intellectual, retrosexual. I am the impact player, Mr. Philly Raya. And I am excited. It's WrestleMania week. It's WrestleMania week, and there's been events already. I've just been. Bes- I, I was actually knee deep in baseball yesterday. I was going to podcast yesterday. I was like, nah. I was watching baseball from 1 o'clock in the afternoon until I left to go to the movies to come back to watch more baseball. So there I am. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Um, I, listen, again, I, I keep apologizing for not doing, like, more episodes. I'm just not, like, inspired to do it by myself, and I know I get some help, and I just haven't inspired the podcast, period. Like, I just, even if I got help, I just didn't feel like doing it, you know, I'm just, but I'm excited. It's WrestleMania, a lot's going down. And our boys and girls, of our immediate circle is, is super stoked. We got a lot. There's a lot of things going on this weekend in Cali for Mania Weekend. And listen, all you marks can 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 downplay whatever WWE does, and it's fine. But but you know that every major promotion now bases their big cards of the some of the big cards of of their of their calendar year. Around Mania Weekend, wherever they are, 
every major promotion that's not WWE is involved somehow in this weekend's process. Yeah, you can say, what about AEW, Phil? What about AEW? Right, but AEW's best, some of their best players are playing this weekend. Okay? So, you know, it's it, not that they're involved directly, but, like, those guys are playing. Some of them are major players, you know? And we'll go over there, some of that stuff. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fun time to be alive, you know? And if you're a wrestling fan anyway. And if you are in Cali and you're listening to this, definitely hit us up on the Facebook page or on, on the Instagram page and let us know how, you, how you're holding up and what's been going on, what, what shows are you going to. Every I, I was reading, I have a list here of just, just Thursday alone, yesterday. Bloodsport 9 was yesterday. That was Mox and Cody Bushi and Uimura, Jeff Cobb, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., I'll, I'll go over the results of Mark Hitchcock's show. DDT is in town. New New Japan Impact had to, had to, had a pay per view last night. GCW has a, a card every single day until Mania, including Joey Janela's Spring Break. Uh, I can't even talk. Including Joey Janela's Spring Break, where he fights Kota Ibushi, who's in the states now as a freelance guy. So, uh, what's been going on otherwise? Let's see. I had my strat draft last week. That was fun. Met the new guys. We, uh, I, I, I think I did okay. I, I've upgraded all of the positions I was needing, you know, in terms of of, of defense and same, around the same offense. But I I got better defensively, which I needed. I got a full pitching staff, which I needed. So you know, hopefully, and the season starts in a couple of weeks. So hopefully, uh, I do well. I always finish like five hundred. So, but now we're in a di- now we're it's a different era. We have eight instead of ten teams. And we're all in one, di- all in one, div- you know, one division, and all- the top four make the playoffs, and that's how it's gonna go. So, uh, what else is going on, really? I don't really have any. I mean, what is, what have I been up to? Oh, I saw Dungeons and Dragons last night. If you're a geek and you like Dungeons and Dragons, you'll love this movie. The special effects were fun. It was very comedic. They did a lot of com- comedy in this movie. It was, you know, it was. Uh, y- I don't know. I like everybody who was in it. It was fun. It reminded me of a time where I did play Dungeons and Dragons. I, I kind of, I, you know, it's really, it's really, uh, when you think about it, I when I when I was a kid, and I was learning how to adapt wherever I was in terms of like you know friends, like socially. I had the geek friends, and I had the 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 jocks, and I had the the hoods, you know, and all. You know, whether I was, I, I mean, would there be one day where I'd be on the train, one of the best of the the crop, cream of the crop, best graffiti writers in the city, hanging out, and then the next day I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons or in the, or I'm in the comic store getting some books, you know, or I could be playing softball with the jocks, and then that night be at Madison Square Garden for a house show for the, for for WWE, right? So that's how I rolled and. It wasn't like that I that I it was wasn't because I could do it. I knew I made conscious decisions not to be a fuck up in a very young age. I saw a lot of things from my from my adult peers that that I didn't like. I didn't like the lifestyle, I didn't like the drug use, I didn't like the the womanizing. I didn't like, you know, the the disrespect 
of the neighborhood and the disrespect uh, that was being put forth by certain people. I I just didn't I didn't I didn't see myself as a um as 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 a statistic, you know. I didn't, and and my dad was a major part of that because my dad would be, you know, he'd come home from being in jail or he'd come home and and just you know he'd try to live a regular life and he'd get right back into shit again, you know. And seeing him overdose, seeing him on life support. And then just seeing him die at a young age, it was just, you know, it 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 moved me to the point where I knew I wasn't going to fuck up like that. If I was going to fuck up, it was going to be totally on me. I have no excuse now because I've had, you know, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to fuck up, and I didn't fuck up. So that's pretty much why I am the way I am. And that's pretty much, you know, that that's why, I w- that's why I'm the way I am. I, I can't. So... Dungeons and Dragons came about. Let's see, I was about sixteen, maybe, maybe seventeen, and we played Dungeons and Dragons, a bunch of us, and I had friends who were already in it, like involved, and I was like, I had no idea. It took them like, it took me at least two or three tries to get the gist of it. Like, rolling characters, fine, you know, which that that wasn't the, you know, and then you have to you have to act, you have to perform, and you can't just be Phil, the the org. Or Phil the Paladin, or Phil the Ranger, or Phil the Barbarian. You know, you you can call yourself that, but you gotta be you gotta be unique. You gotta be, and you're hanging out with different people who are different characters. My, some of my, some of my friends would do a British accent. Some of my friends would be a monster. They do like a monster accent, like a like a you know. It, it it'd be interesting, and you learn a lot about people too. Like that, you know, you learn a lot about people out of their element. That that for me was the was the f- most fun part, which is one of the reasons why I like pro wrestling because people you know performers act out of their element. They're not the same people in real life, you know. And you appreciate that stuff. So I mean, you know, it's the movie was good. The movie was really good. Go see it if you haven't seen it already. Um, and it's gonna be a long year of just movies. I've seen oh, you just walking through the theater. There are so many movies coming out. Guardians of the Galaxy. New Indiana Jones. There's a Super Mario movie I'm going to see next week. What else is going? There's so many things. There's a there's a Michael J- uh, a Nike documentary I want to see. Transformers movie that's coming out. Like there's so many. There's a movie almost every month until the end of the year. Aquaman and uh, Flash and just ridiculous amount of movies. I am so freaking stoked. More stoked though for for wrestling this week though. So. And we're going to preview uh, some of these matches that went down, that are going down, I'm sorry. I can't talk today. I'm a disaster. I'm an absolute disaster. I cannot speak at all today. I was supposed to have a special guest host on today, but, you know, um, and I might do that later on, so, um, you know, I, I wish I could do more episodes. I wish I was inspired. Maybe I will be. I'm not sure. Uh, and I keep apologizing for it, and I don't want to, but I do because I know some of you guys are like, hey, when's the next episode coming out? And you're like, you know, what are you going to do, you know? Um, what am I going to do? You know, I, I, I can't force it. If I force it, it's not genuine. If it's not genuine, it's not mean. If it's not me, it's not Turnbuckle Throwbacks. And that's just how it's going to be, you know? Um, 
part of me was like, hey, just do a retro. Do you know, like go go do your original plan? I'm like, eh. I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. But anyway, I hope this brings you guys some some good fortune. I hope you guys are having a good uh good rest of your week. If you're in the Northeast, it's still winter here, even though spring started about um eleven days ago. It's still winter here, <laughs> so. No one's uh no one's getting warmed up yet. We have a and and then when we do get the warm weather, it's raining. So I I don't know. It's like tomorrow it's like hey, it's high of sixty eight and thunderstorms all day. You're like great, <laughs> fantastic. The weather. I mean, I you know me. I'm I'm a cool weather guy anyway. So I dread the summer because I just I just I sweat profusely in in the summertime. Uh, it's just part of it's being fat. Part of it's a really terrible medical issue that I have. And I just hate the summer. I like everything that's involved in summer. I like, you know, going out. And I like being with people. Sometimes sometimes going away on vacation. Sometimes that never happens. Uh, but I do like, of course, baseball. And, and all the fun things that, that summer, barbecues, cookouts, you know, shit like that. Birthday parties, you know. I, I like all that stuff. I just don't like the heat. I don't like the, well, no, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't like the humidity. I just, I just, sweat, you know, I'm, I, if I had a water bill with my, in my apartment in the summertime for showers and stuff, <laughs> I'd be paying out of my ass ridiculously, so, yeah, it's gonna get warmer soon, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a rush, really, just my, my energy bill is, is, is way up, so, with that being said, anyway, enough about me complaining about, about nothing that's not wrestling related, so, I did watch wrestling, though, I watched, uh, I watched most of Raw the other night. I watched uh, Impact's uh, Sacrifice pay-per-view, which wasn't too bad. I, I Listen, how many times do we have to see ECW stuff on different feds? Like, I'm, I'm over it. And this is not because I dislike Bully Ray, but I don't want to see... I don't want to see Bully Ray versus Tommy Dreamer in 2023. You know, you know 2003, yeah. 1998, yes, of course. I don't want to see it in 2023. I really don't. I Tommy Dreamer is is not the same guy. Bully Ray is just I. This is one of the first. These are one of the first like people who I don't like personally, and it affects him professionally because I just you know he's really good at what he does. I just don't like him. I just don't like the guy. And I and I and I I'll give him his due diligence, but in real life, I've seen when he's I've seen what he's done. You know, especially with the G1 thing a couple of years ago to that poor fan backstage because he allegedly he was harassing his girlfriend or whatever. That thing pissed me off. I don't like the way he talks to people on the radio. I don't like the way he addresses certain things. Like, you know, it's a, even though he's got valid points and he's he's got his ear to the ground and he's got his finger on the pulse and all the cliches I'm using on pro wrestling, you know, at, at, at your, and he's still performing – and it's like, why? You know, what are you doing significantly that that's, oh, because he's performing because he still can. And I'm like, you know, okay. So instead of, and he's put guys over before, right? That's not like, he doesn't do, he does business. He's not, he's not a bad performer. He really isn't. I just can't emotionally invest in him. And then he's an asshole on top of that. But do I want to see him fight Tommy Dreamer in 2023? I, I really don't. I, I don't, and I, I love Tommy Dreamer, don't get me wrong, I just don't want to see it in this now, you know, currently. Yeah, so despite that match, the pay-per-view wasn't bad. And, and, you know, Impact, 
They had Darren McCarty there too. He got involved in that match that I don't like. But they're filming stuff in Canada. You know, it's like okay, I like it. You know, it's not it's not it's not insanely great. It's not over the top good. It's 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 solid. And again, Impact's been doing this for years. You know, they're doing this for years. They come back, they have these shows that are really really good, and that's it. Like you, it they, it's still under the radar because of everything else that's going on. So they they did their uh, multiverse pay per view last night for the second year in a row with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the card. I'm gonna watch it later because I have I didn't get to see it last night because I was out. But the Forbidden Door is definitely a beautiful thing. Like that culture is a beautiful thing, you know. And uh, only the strong survive is what they called it last night. Uh, but injuries to Josh Alexander, Will Ospreay, and Mickey James kind of cut some of the cards worth, but they found replacements. And anytime I get to see Tanahashi in, in the States, you know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Uimura defeated Gabriel Kidd. And what else? X Division Championship Trey Miguel retained in a six man scramble. The challenges were Rich Swan, Frankie Kazarian, Rocky Romero, Kevin Knight, and Clark Connors. Uh, Trey got everybody's nerves on everybody's nerves, and they teamed up on him to beat him up, and you know the whole stick and move thing. Connors took over down the stretch with some really nice spears of his uh, on his opponents, um, and then he was then at one point he perched himself onto the turnbuckles when Knight leaped high for a move. Connors exploded with the flying spear midair. Trey tossed Connors from the ring and pinned Knight to steal the win. So there you go. PCO, Sammy Callahan, who's now going as Callahan. Okay, whatever. Uh, Black G, uh, Black Cena, Fred Rosser, and Alex Coughlin defeated Eddie Edwards, Joe Hendry, Filthy Tom Lawler, and J.R. Kratos in eight-man tag team action. Uh, obviously, PCO does, does his big moonsault spot on ev- onto everybody. Um... PCO then hit uh, he, he had a Scorpion Death Drop, and then he did the Canadian Frankensteiner, the French Canadian Frankensteiner. He finished with a moonsault. Um, Jeff Cobb defeated Moose. Uh, Diana Perrazzo from Jersey defeated Masha Slamovich, Giselle Shaw, and Miyu Yamashita in a four-way fight. Uh, the winner advances to the Knockouts Championship match against Jordan Grace and Mickey James, if healthy, at Rebellion in a couple of weeks. Mickey James was on commentary for the match too. Jordan Grace, man, listen, I I thought she was beautiful with the little. She was thick, and you know she's really really pretty girl. I mean she's pretty now, but she laid. She just she changed her her entire body. She de- dedicated to bodybuilding. And now she's got muscles on top, of muscles on top, of muscles, and it's like, ah, uh, I, I, I listen. I applaud her for, for the work she put in. God bless her. I liked it with the little, with the little thick mama pump. I thought she was beautiful. Um, but listen, you gotta get healthy, right? Uh, the Impact World Tag Team Championship Bullet Club Ace Austin and Chris Bay, um, defeated Aussie Open. TMDK, the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is Bad Dude Tito and Shane Hast, uh, and uh, and 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 the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, they I don't know how they, I don't even know how they retain. I gotta see this match, but they did. C- 
Kushida defeated Leo Rush. Um, okay. That's okay, whatever. The Never Openweight Championship, the, Ju- the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, not the Never. Uh, Kenta, my man Kenta, one of the greatest ever to do it, retained against Minoru Suzuki. That must have been a good match. Um, Kenta grabbed, uh, this is okay. So Suzuki escapes the GTH to counter for a sleeper. Kenta elbows his way free, but Suzuki snatches neck again for another sleeper. Kenta then grabs the ref as Suzuki transitions him into a pile driver finish. The ref fell down. Kenta scored a low blow and then rolled up Suzuki on uh, with his feet on the ropes for the legal leverage to win. Speedball Mike Bailey has been making some noise in the independent scene. This kid is ridiculously good. Uh, Super Spot Monkey, if you haven't seen him, if you're into those kind of things, the kid's ridiculous. He lost to, and rightfully so, to Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, Let's see. Tanahashi was beating up Bailey in the corner. Bailey then showed some heart and went went for a Super Rana. Bailey continued with a high with some high kicks, connected with a signature with his signature tornado kick. Um, then he aimed to finish with the uh, ultimate weapon, but he missed the mark. Tanahashi, Tanahashi pounced for the, for a swinging neck breakers, a sling blade, and a high fly flow frog splash. High five. Uh, see, see, gotta say it slow. High fly flow. Frog Splash uh, to finish the match. So, there you go. And that was uh, Impact New Japan Multiverse. Okay. Got a text from my man, Nick German. Uh, you know, Nick's friend passed away a bunch of years ago. Um, Mark Hitchcock, he was involved in the business. And they do a super show for him every year. And it was on High Spots TV last night from the Global Theater in L.A. And let me run down the... Let me run down the Let's see here. I don't have the do I have the results? Do I have the results? Um, no. I don't have the results. One second. Uh, let me just run down the card and you guys can watch the matches. Blake Christian oh yeah, I do have the here we go, here we go. Blake Christian defeated Michael Oku. Brian Keith and Kenta defended Christopher defeated defeated. I can't even I can't even talk today. What the fuck is wrong with me? Brian Keith and Kenta defeated Christopher Daniels and Filthy Tom Lawler. Ultimo Dragon defeated Negro Casas. That's one of the lo- most long-standing feuds in Lucha history. Um, six-man tag team match. El Galleno, Dimal, Ray Horace, and Aramis defeated Laredo Kid, Arez, and Latigo. A ten-woman take... Uh, yeah, Phil, you're ridiculously, ridiculously off today. A ten-woman TJPW showcase match. This is a Tokyo Joshi Pro. Uh, all right, so let's not fuck this up now. Yuki Kamafuki, Hyper Masai, Shoko Nakajima, Yuki Aino, and Mizuki defeated Mi, uh, Miyu Wanatabi, uh, Rika Tatsumi, Nayo Kakuta, Haikira Noah, and Raku. See, I hope I didn't fuck that up. Uh, Shinjo Airi defeated Speedball Mike Bailey. The United Empire. My new favorite tag team. Well, actually, it's Aussie Open. But they're teaming up with Jeff Cobb. They are the United Empire. Minus um, Hanare and, and Will Osprey And the Great Okan. Uh, defeated Time Machine. Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Chris Saban. And triple threat match for the AAA Mega Championship. You know him well. El Hio Del Vikingo. Or Vikingo. Or Vikingo. I don't know how they say it. 
Um, he's a mega champion. He just had a match against Kenny Omega last week on, on TV. And he defeated Black Taurus and Commander with a K. He's been making some noise, too, in the independent scenes, as well as Mexico. Now, now, so tonight you're going to have, let's see, you're going to have the Hall of Fame. You're going to have SmackDown. Okay. And then you're going to have <laughs> ROH, Supercard of Honor, which I will be watching tonight. Um, let's see. Let's get let's run down this card because this card is ridiculous. Let's run down the card here. Let me, my computer is ridiculously slow, and I've had it running for like an hour and a half. So there's n- really no excuse except for it's old. It needs to be upgraded. Um, I need to upgrade it. Like re- I need help. Need help all the time. I'm just a mess. Supercard of Honor is tonight, 7 p.m. on pay per view. I have. They should give it to fucking Honor Club people, not make you wait the three months. You know. Um. Commander is going against uh Elv. This is this match was added for the AAA Mega Championship. Uh. Elv El Hio del Vikingo is now defending against Commander in a singles match. Uh, Commander made his AW debut a few weeks ago. Like I said, he he was in the uh, face of the Revolution ladder match, and they like him. Um, and I, and and I told you Omega was the AAA Mega Champion, but vacated in 2021 when he needed surgery. And then Vikingo won the, the vacant title and has held it ever since. So let's see here. Let's can I? My computer is just ridiculously. So I think Vikingo is going to win, of course. Um, but let me. Uh, I can't. This computer's the worst. Okay. The Embassy defending the six-man tag team championship against Blake Christian, Metal League, and AR Fox. Now, uh, there has been rumors that, that Brian Cage has, is WWE bound, depending on what happened on Friday. We, I mean, if, he dropped, if they drop the titles either tonight or soon, they say he's WWE bound, so I uh, but I, I so I think they're gonna lose actually. I think AR Fox, Metal League, and Blake Christian are gonna win the six man. I love this Blake Christian kid. I was talking about him last week. Uh, I th- he's really good, man. He's he's solid. Um, the television championship, the king of television, Samoa Joe defends against Mark Briscoe. Um, in the first episode of the new era of ROH. Uh, featured Briscoe in his very first match, and then the following week he answered Joe's Open Challenge, and he's also never beaten the champion. So, Mark Briscoe, with everything going on in his life, now he's a singles competitor. This might be his first singles push, and they might you know give him the title. Because again, you know, if 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 Tony Khan is is smart, he'll keep some of these guys here, and let them not go on AEW. Like I, I you know, Joe gets Joe is TV champion up there for a while, and TV champion Ring of Honor. He gets lost in the shuffle. He gets lost in the. Sh- now I know he was filming a movie at one point. I know he was wasn't there. Like I get it, but like it doesn't. He it doesn't. It doesn't feel right when he's on that TV. And I love him to death, you know. So, let's see here. Let's go next match. Now uh, we, we we were talking about we were talking about this on the text message the other day with the boys. Uh, Wheel of Yuta of the. Uh, of the Combat Club over there in, in Ring of Honor, uh, in, in, uh, in um, I'm sorry, in AEW, and now Ring of Honor. He is the pure champion. This is the second reign as pure champion. 
Uh, he won the title again at Final Battle. He defeated Timothy Thatcher in Episode 2 of The New Era. And he started running his mouth about the, the, the dojo, the L.A. dojo at New Japan Pro Wrestling. And who's the trainer there? Shibata's the trainer that led Dojo graduate Clark Connors to challenge him. And once he defeated Clark Connors, he called out Shibata. Well, Shibata answered. And, you know, after five years of, of, of not being around following his uh, subdural hematoma, he fought in November against Orange Cassidy. Shibata is very selective on who he wrestles against. So if he wrestles, he, if he agrees to wrestle Yuta, it's a big deal, right? Uh, I, I don't. Again, it'd be insanely incredible for ROH to have Shibata as a, as a pure champion and wrestle regularly for their promotion. I don't see it happening, and it's sad because why would you not want to see Shibata on your TV every week, right? So of course Wheeler Yuta is going to probably going to retain in some shenanigans. Uh. This is for the ROH Tag Team Championship because it was vacated by the Briscoes after the, the tragic death of Jay Briscoe. The Lucha Brothers versus The Kingdom versus Top Flight versus Roosh Andralistico versus Aussie Open in a reach in a Jay Briscoe Reach for the Sky ladder match. Uh, Aussie Open's been my favorite tag team right now since FTR's been on the low and the Briscoes are no longer a team. I don't see them winning. I wish they would. Um, realistically, the Kingdom would be the, the, the choice. You know, they're Ring of Honor originals. They're Ring of Honor alum. You know, Tavins is a Triple Crown winner. You know, Demet is a former tag team champion himself. So, it makes sense for the Kingdom to win it, but wouldn't it be cool if Ozzy did it? Of course, the Lucha Brothers, who have been kind of shuffled around in, in AEW since they lost the six-man straps to um the House of Black. And I believe Pac is hurt again, which is how that happened. Um, okay. Um, a couple weeks ago, Athena called out Yuka Saka Sa Sakazaki at Supercard. For Supercard. Uh, and on AEW Dark... Sakura yanked Athena down by her hair to set up a match on Thursday, episode of ROH, which I didn't see yet. It was last night. And in that match, we'll defend the Women's Championship at Supercard of Honor. Uh, and then, of course, the match I'm waiting for, the night before New Era began, Eddie Kingston quit AEW. The following night, he challenged his own nemesis, Claudio Casagnoli, for the ROH title. Casagnoli was dodging him because he felt the Mad King was not worthy of the title. Finally, he conceded and gave in and gave the match, but not verbally, but not after verbally torching him and to sit down with Caprice Coleman. If King Kingston does not win the gold, especially in this match that against someone he's held a grudge against for so long, it's a 15-year beef. If Eddie Kingston does not win, and not not for nothing, with this combat club going heel now and running rough shot, they 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 put the Bucks out in storyline. Uh, one of the Bucks is hurt, so they put they put the Bucks out. They jumped Omega. Now they're teasing Adam Page. Um, it would be cool if they if they cost Claudio to lose the title. I wouldn't want to. I don't want to see Eddie Kingston win it. Would help, but to move the storyline along, if if you're gonna keep Claudio on two different shows, that'd be the way to go. If not, they fight like legit. You know what I'm saying? They fight legit. 
and let them do their thing. Okay, but I, I'm I'm really excited. I, Eddie Kingston to say he doesn't deserve a title is it's, it's ludicrous. He does deserve a championship. He is by far uh, one of the hardest working dudes. And I'm again, I'm New York ignorant. I'm so partial to New Yorkers, but he's just a special guy. So anyway, that's Ring of Honor. I can't wait for that tonight. It's gonna be insane. What am I doing on time? Oh, fantastic! All right, so. And then, of course, Saturday, your first night. Well, let's go. Let's run down these cards here. Let's do this. Um, no, this is not it. I have all my all my um, tabs in order, but the computer is so fucking slow. So, no, don't allow that. Don't allow that. Okay. Now my computer's all fucked up. Again, I've had this. Don't allow. Don't allow. Okay. There you go. Stand and deliver is tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, it's it's one o'clock here and I think ten o'clock in the morning in L.A. That's the the, the live shit is fucks everybody up because of the time difference, you know. So for you Cali cats, I feel bad for the West Coast cats. Um, let's do this. Here's an updated card from NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, if you're into NXT, I haven't been watching NXT really much lately. Um. Uh, winner gets the control of Chase U, the schism versus Chase U and Tyler Bate. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match that was assigned by Shawn Michaels. Uh, NXT tag titles, Gallus, who I love, my other favorite tag team right now, versus the Creed Brothers versus Tony D'Angelo and Stax. The NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, Kiana James and Fallon Henley versus Isla Dawn and Alba Fry. The North American Championship, Wesley versus Dragon Lee versus Axiom versus DJ uh, JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov probably prob, blah, blah, I can't even talk tonight Phil probably the match of the night the or the day <laughs> whenever you watch it NXT Women's Championship in a ladder match Roxanne Perez versus Zoe Stark versus Gigi Dolan versus Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyrie. And then versus Indy Hartwell. That's Jay's baby mama. Future baby mama. And, of course, the NXT Championship match. Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. There you have it. That's NXT tomorrow morning. Night one of Mania is tomorrow night. Let's get right down into it. The biggest event returns to Hollywood for WrestleMania 39. Um, You know. This is gonna be this is gonna be a good match. This is gonna be a good card. And I and I people are like, oh you know shut up. Night one, US Championship, Austin Theory defends against John Cena. SmackDown Championship, Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. This is night one. Tag team championship the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Let's see. What you know what? Let's start, let's do this. I don't see Austin Theory uh, losing, but he might. So I, I'm going to see. I'm gonna pick Austin Theory for that. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I'm taking Charlotte. The Usos against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think the bloodline's falling apart. So they're going to lose the titles to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, Logan Paul will probably beat Seth Rollins. Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish versus Damage Control. Why would you not have the, the the face team win that? Dominic versus Ray, unless they sh- unless they push this along, 
I hope Dominic loses. He sucks anyway. And Ray's getting into the Hall of Fame. Oh, by the way, the Hall of Fame is tonight, too. The Hall of Fame is tonight, too. You get Great Muda, Stacy Keebler. You got, who else is on here? Great Muda, Stacy Keebler, Andy Kaufman, and Tim White. Referee Tim White. Tim White. And, and you get in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown, I believe. Okay. So anyway, Rey Mysterio against Dominic. I hope Rey Mysterio wins. If Dominic wins, they're going to push us to SummerSlam probably. Um, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders in a men's showcase match. Whatever the fuck that means. I don't understand. What I, a showcase for what? Are you getting a tag title shot? I don't know. Okay. Night number two. Night number two. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville in another women's showcase. What the fuck does that even mean? That just means they need to fit people. That's all they need to do. Uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm going to pick um, Ronda and, and Shayna Baszler. Okay? There you go. No, you know what? I don't mind. Liv Morgan and Raquel are going to win. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Brock Lesnar versus almost. Uh, if almost beats Brock Lesnar, it'll it'll defeat anything Brock has done in the last three years as a, as, a, as either as a champion or as a main eventer. So Brock better win that match. Finn Balor now he's going to be the demon in his persona against Edge in Hell in a Cell. I don't see Edge losing. Edge is going to go out on a high note. They're gonna they're gonna push him to the moon, and that's pretty much it with that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Drew McIntyre against Sheamus versus Gunther for the IC title. Gunther needs to retain. Uh, this is gonna be a shit show. I don't. I. This is. I'm not. This is not. To, this is because I don't like. This is because I don't like uh, McIntyre. But I don't see these three guys in in a three in a in a three way. I. I. It just. It. It. On paper, it looks weird to me. Uh, Gunther has been an amazing IC champion. I will, I want him to hold that belt and break Honky Tonk Man's record. So I'm taking Gunther for the win. Or Gunther for you, all you German folks out there. Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defends against Asuka. This is going to be a good match. Both girls can go. Bianca has been killing it every time she is on the main stage. She has been amazing every WrestleMania she's been in. She's one of my favorite female wrestlers right now. I see her retaining against Asuka, who I love too, by the way. Um, and, of course, the match we've all been waiting for, for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship, Roman Reigns defends against Cody Rhodes, who entered at number 30 th- at the Royal Rumble. He defeats Gunther, who had an amazing Royal Rumble match too. We talked about that already. And he punched his ticket to WrestleMania for the main event for the title. And he even beat Solo Sokoa the other night, Cody Rhodes. So... Cody Rhodes wins, he ends Reigns, and the bloodline's about to break up. I see Jey Uso and Roman having a feud. I see the breakup of the bloodline giving Solo a huge singles push, um, which might turn Paul Heyman towards that too. I think Paul Heyman's going to have a lot to do with the storyline in terms of them breaking up. So they lose all the belts. The the bloodline is going to thin out a little bit, no pun intended. Uh, but they're going to thin out a little bit, and I feel like this is going to be the start of something different. So 
Um, and Cody came back to win the title. So unless Cody, if Cody doesn't win, it, if Cody doesn't comes back and wins nothing less but the championship, it's a it's a, it's a wash. You know, he came back to win the title. Uh, obviously the injury derailed him. You know, the pack, the torn pack, and all that. That just plays into the storyline, and it gave Roman Reigns just free reign. No, no pun intended. He beat everybody. He beat every single competitor that was thrown at him. He beat John Cena. He beat Brock Lesnar. He beat Goldberg. He beat Undertaker. He beat. He's beaten everybody in the last decade, almost a decade now. He's beat Kevin Owens. He's beat Sami Zayn. He's beaten Christ. He's beaten everybody. Uh, there's no one else for him to, to to face at this point, right? Unless you bring somebody up from NXT, you know. But you're not gonna have Braun Breaker main event against Roman Reigns yet, right? So this is Cody's time. I want to see how it goes. It, it, it'll probably give Roman some time off too. Like let the guy breathe. You know, he's he's been on a fucking go for like the last couple of years now. You know. So I it'd be again telling a story. It tells a good story. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, and Roman Reigns retains. Now you really have to ask, where do we go from here? Like, wh- at what point, if you're writing this in, if you're booking this, what do you do now? If if he, are you going to drag this to SummerSlam? And then have Cody win? You're going to wait till August? Again, what do you, see, I don't, if, if Roman wins, right? I don't, I don't see, so if Roman Reigns wins, which can, can obviously, it can happen. And it would throw me off for a loop if it did. But if it if they do in fact have Roman Reigns win, what is he gonna do for the next uh April, right? Like four or five months till SummerSlam. What is he gonna do? Who is he gonna fight? He's beaten every single major competitor in, in the game right now in WWE. What are you gonna possibly do? You're gonna you're gonna have a series of bloodline matches at every at every pay per view. You know you want to. Does he put any of his cousins over in mat in singles matches? Does the bloodline break up and and the Usos go face and then him and Solo were a part of the of the, of the bloodline? That that could possibly happen too. I mean, either way, the bloodline's going to have to thin out a little bit tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday. You know what I'm saying? That's going to have to happen. So, all right. I think I've blah, 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 enough. So, I think I've talked a lot right now, and I we have a... All right, let me, let's take a commercial break and uh, plug our friends. And we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 477 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We are part of the Shining Wizards Network. We are part of Rant Entertainment Media. And this is WrestleMania weekend. And whatever. <laughs> we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge. Have some laughs. Because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. 
We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, this is Claudio Castagnoli, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and uh, that bonehead choppy. I did, man. You know how you know how I do. I take off. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I, I you know I cook uh, I cook some hot dogs. Uh, you know, and uh, I just uh, had all the screens going. You know, T-Mobile gives you the package, but I already have the package bootleg. So I watched. I had like three different screens going and the phone. So. It was pretty dope, you know. Mets win. Yeah, the Mets. I, I ain't take a look. Mets did win. They win. They uh, they won. They they are forty and thirteen since nineteen seventy on opening day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they holding it down. I'm, I saw my Braves win, so that was the whole thing I was looking at. Yo, everybody, everybody's <laughs> picking them to win the division again this year, man. They're they they're, they're solid. They're solid still, even with the losses. You got. You guys got old boy. Um, what's my man that came from uh, the Nationals and then went to the uh, Dodgers? The pitcher. What's my boy name? 
Uh, no, he's a starter. He's a starter. The Mets got him now. Yeah, I thought they did. The guy, um, didn't he? He was with the Nationals for a minute. Who, Quintana? What's the guy's name? No, 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 no. The pitcher. Um, he's with the. Who the hell was he with last year? I think he was with the Dodgers last year. Yeah. Or maybe it was two years ago. Um. He was the guy, he was the pitcher. I think he won a world. Scherzer. Scherzer. Don't y'all get, didn't oh, y'all get him? Yeah, yeah, we got Max. He's, uh, he's, on, a DL. Yeah. he's on a DL already. He, he, he pulled already? The, he pulled the muscle in his ribcage, yeah. Oh, yeah. come on, Max. What happens, though, when you sign old players, though, man? You know how it goes. He ain't that old, is Nah, he's, but he's old pitching-wise. He's like 40, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... Really? Yeah, so anything that's gonna, you know, anything that, that it's it ain't like the NBA, man. You know, it's 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 a, it's a different when, when these guys break when when pitchers break down, it's a different like they they'll keep their velocity, but they won't throw as fast. A and then B, they they just they'll the littlest thing will bother them. Oh, I pulled the groin, I pulled the I pulled this, I pulled the lat, I pulled this, I pulled. The, it's like you know football the same way. You know those older those older players like the littlest thing will bother them. You know. Like turf toe, you know. I got turf toe all of a sudden after playing in the league for forty years, and I now I got turf toe. I can't play. So, <laughs> it's it's just, been the same since the Braves beat them. What they beat them twice. They yeah, they won a World Series when yeah. he was with them. At, um, Dodgers. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta owns this division for the last decade, two decades, man. So I, I can't. I hate them, but I love them at the same time because they got. They always they always stay competitive, man. And even though they get rid of players, they still make it competitive. I don't get you know. They got a catcher. The the Braves just got probably the best defensive catcher in baseball from Oakland. This kid Murphy, Tony. This kid can this kid can frame a pitch. I I he's so good. If you get a chance to watch him, you gotta get you gotta watch this kid Murphy, man. He he he's a good and and now he's starting to hit too. But the kid is good, man. He's a really good catcher. So watch out got, for him. I, I gotta lock in on him. I think Okuno's back. Yeah, Okuno's back. back. Yeah, Okuno's yeah, back. Yeah. back. Um, they got Matt Olson last year. They got a good squad, man. That kid, that kid Strider won the he uh won a bunch of games last year. Yeah, they got they they they're solid, man. I I can't I hate them and love them at the same time, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> now now the question is, do you have the Hall of Fame going in your background? Cause I I didn't even know who was getting in. I, I outside I, of stereo. I was, gonna, I was gonna play it after I got off the phone with you because I I came home late. I start uh, Ring of Honor's got that pay per view on tonight, so I was watching that. They got two more matches, and I was gonna watch that, then watch the Hall of Fame. Um, the cl- I mean the class is nice. You know, I'm glad that they uh they gave they gave the nod finally to to Andy Kaufman. That that whole they've been talking about that 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 feud forever. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they, uh, they. I feel like they, they gave it its due finally. What I don't understand is why, uh, is why Tony Khan wouldn't let Sting induct Muda, because it makes more sense for him to induct Muda than friggin' Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't have that many matches like him and Sting. Right? I know Sting. Him and Sting. Right. He finished off his career with Sting. They, right. they, they did a six man in Japan right after New Year's this year. So like, saying, yeah. yeah, him and Muda have him and Muda have a history, bro. They've been wrestling, right? They they wrestled a bunch of times, man. Right. But, nah. That was a rival for a long time. Yeah, very. 
for that TV title, man. That's the, the tin belt. The best title in wrestling, I thought, at that point, man. That belt was so uh, good. Uh, that that aluminum fourth. <laughs> Listen, the 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 fact that they that they kept it prominent even in the, even when the transition went to Turner, they kept the TV title going like with good with solid guys, Steve Austin, Muda, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton had it for like five minutes. You know, they gave it to Rick Martell, and if he wouldn't he wouldn't have got hurt, he would have been solid too. You know, Mike Rotunda had it a few times, Rick Steiner. It was a good belt. Nikita Koloff had it. Of course, Dusty and Tully had it. That 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 that's my favorite title in the NWA, man. I love that title. I have a great trivia question. Who's the last one to have that ten the ten one? Wow. The last one to have the ten? The ten one. I'm gonna the say the ten I'm, TV title. I'm gonna say Austin. Uh, that's, that's, without, that's, not, that's without looking it up, though. I'm going to say Austin. You know what? That's not about right. So, you might. Yeah, that's not about right. So, you know, I don't know. So let me ask you something. Where were you April 4th, 1993? You know where you were April 4th, 1993? <laughs> I was at home doing my, you know, I was 10 years old. I had just turned 10 on the 26th of March. So, you know, I I was home probably getting ready to watch this pay-per-view, you know. Um, WrestleMania 9 is, <laughs> I mean, the lead-up was, you know, because we got to keep in mind, this was the first year of the Rumble. They did a, the winner gets the title shot. Right. Uh uh, a lot of people forget about that, um, but um, I was home, you know, home getting ready to strap in and watch, you know, The Undertaker take old Giant Gonzalez, you know, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was 18, almost 19, and okay. I was with a, at a friend's house, and we got uh, we got together, we all chipped in and bought it. And what I can remember mostly was the buildup was 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 fun, and I I was so excited that it was outdoors. I don't know why I was excited. Alice, you know, that was the first Jesus one. Bell. Yeah, you know, and so they had fifteen thousand forty-five paid at Caesar's Palace. The buy rate, check this out, was a two. Two million people bought this pay per view. Can you believe I that? I mean, for not okay for nineteen ninety three. That's is that that's not a lot, is it? Or oh, it is a lot. That's a that's a lot. That's a that's, that's a lot. That, nineteen ninety three. Right. That's almost double what you would normally buy it. You know. It was satellite around then. Yeah. Satellite yeah. was around, so that was. Yeah, satellite was still around, but pay per view so was everything, you, man. Yeah, it was it was PPV, but then you know you had a couple people. What was it called? Viewers' Choice or whatever. Yeah, on the, yeah, um... Yep, yep. Viewers' Choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they had the togas on. They had the togas on. They had man. the togas the toga on. Part. And it was it was Jim Ross's first event as a w, WWF announcer. Get out of my head, man. I was just about to mention that. Yeah. Yep. That was his first one. Yep. The this was, you know you know do you know what the uh, pre show match was? Dark match? 
No. What was it? It was El El Matador keeping his WrestleMania streak alive. Oh, man. (laughs) God damn. Versus Papa Shango. Oh, well, you know, anytime the Godfather get, you know, uh, WrestleMania payday is a good day. I'm not mad good at that. Good day. Yeah. Yeah, so Jim Ross, Randy Savage, and Bobby Heenan were on the stick. Uh, they they brought the guys out, and, like, they had the whole Roman Empire, you know, the whole thing with the in, announcing them, and Bobby comes out backwards on a, on, a, on a camel or an elephant or something. That was pretty wild. That was crazy, man. Now we met. Heenan, man. Right, seriously, we talked. Now you, you and I have had conversations about this pay per view because, cer- at certain times in our in our, you and I are not passing, on, on the rant and and all the terminal throwbacks. We've we've had like, we've we've mentioned you know you mentioned like just before you mentioned the Undertaker. We'll get into that in a few minutes, but I always mention one of my favorite match. One of my favorite WrestleMania matches is on this on this particular card. Um, well, the first match was. Uh, Shawn Michaels taking on Tatanka. <laughs> Shout out to Tatanka. Now, was, had Tatanka's streak ended? Was he still undefeated at this point, or had he, had he been beat? I, he was still undefeated at that point, I believe. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the card. Now, I got I had to... Uh... He, still, he still goes on social media and says he should have won the title. <laughs> I'm not bullshit you. If you look at him on Twitter, he 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 says it all the time. He's not wrong. He was Goldberg before Goldberg. It, no, it was him, <laughs> then Goldust, then Goldberg. That's Those two guys set the table for Bill Goldberg. That's a star. Being undefeated, man. You, Re- you remember how Tatanka didn't lose a match for a long time, right? No, you're right. I, I, I think I'm, I'm almost, I'm sixty forty. He was, he was still undefeated at this point. I'm. 60. That's what I'm talking about. And then him and the Heartbreak Kid opening. What? I know, you know, I never asked you. What'd you think of Shawn Michaels at that point? Well, okay. If you go back, you know he had, you know, toward the end of uh, ninety two. You know, he had turned heel. Yeah. And then he had that great match with Brett at uh, Survivor Series 92. Right. And then I can't remember who he faced at the Rumble. Um, but Mike, the whole sexy boy gimmick, I mean, I was, I was, I was with that. Yeah. I was with it. Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? I liked how they had Luna Vachon with him and Sherry with Tatanka. Really- <laughs> I forgot about that. God dog. Now I'm looking. I mean, I mean stuff on you. I'm looking at the poster for this pay per view. Right. Hogan, Hogan's face is in the middle. Right. So we should have knew something fun nefarious was going down that night. We just didn't have the scruples then to figure that out. Though. We, we, were still, <laughs> we, we were still wet behind the ears at that point. You and I. That's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, now but you got not. Go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead, man. No, I was saying you got seven people on the on the, on the posters, and he's in the middle, <sighs> in between Brett and Yokozuna. That's your boy, man. That's your boy. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> we should have known. <laughs> we should have known, bro. We should have known. It's Ray. Right, it's Razor. Who's this Razor? Is this the talk? Hold on, let's take a look at this. 
Not gotta look. Okay, we got Perfect, Undertaker, Brett, Yoko, Razor. Is that Lex? Hold on a minute. I got now I got now I gotta look at it. I think this I think Lex Luger is up here. Yeah, it's Cause Luger, it's like Luger, Razor, That's Lex? Yep, it's Lex, it's Razor, Yoko, <laughs> Hogan, Brett, Mr. Perfect, and Undertaker. What the hell is Mr. Perfect doing up here? Was he the IC champion this time? No. Sure, Michael. So what the hell? Right. So what the hell is he doing up here? Well, he had a match with Perfect. You know, you remember that that that, you know you remember when um when he and when 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 when, when, well we'll get into the match in 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 a few minutes. But there's a reason why they're both on. It was that was one of the biggest matches they pushed for uh, their their singles match. There was like a big breakup, man. You remember that on 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 on, right on Tuesday? I remember they split. Yeah, and okay. it was a big deal because, like, you know, Perfect came back and they made him a face and he smacks Bobby Heenan on, on, on TV and, and they had that conference room with Gorilla Monsoon. They were hanging out. Uh, there was something going on and uh, he smacks him in the face. And, yeah, I remember all. That was a big build-up to that. So perfect. It was Perfect versus Razor? Let me get... No, no, no. Razor for football backwards. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking So it's perfect in Luger. Yeah, it's perfect in Luger. And the narcissist, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm here now. I'm here with you. (laughs) God. Damn, boy. I'm looking at this card. I think the most irrelevant match on this card, you might think I'm crazy. But I'm going to call it before you even get to it. Why in the blue hell is Money, Inc., the tag team champions fighting Briefcake and Hogan? Well, that was well, that was the big uh, facade. They wanted to give Hogan a match. So they, so he, so now, he, you know, he, the big buildup for the end. But let's get into the, some of these matches. Uh, the, the, the Shawn Michaels match I thought was really good with Tatanka. We, we knew that Tatanka wasn't going wasn't gonna to win, but. I mean, at that point, we thought he could have won because he was. At the, I'm telling you, I still think he was undefeated at that point. I still think he was undefeated at that point. I have to. I have. To, I should have looked that up before I, we got on tonight. But um, Sean was the Intercontinental Champion because he fought Brett at the uh, Survivor Series, but his title wasn't on the line. It was just for the WWF title, and then he fought Janetti, if I'm not mistaken, at the Royal Rumble. Well, the Tonka, That's what I think it was. The Tonka does win the match though by count out, but he doesn't win the title. By count out, yeah. Yeah. So a good old count out. <laughs> <laughs> See kids, back in the day, when they wanted to keep somebody strong, but they ain't, and they didn't want to see him pin, keep his character strong, just give him a good old count out. Especially if he was a champion. If you want to keep him undefeated too, you want to keep him relevant. Yeah, give him the right. old, give him the old house show count out, you know. Absolutely. So that further t- lets me know that Tatanko was probably undefeated. Yeah, you're probably right. Because a count out victory, yeah. Because once he lost, he started losing. Now, do you know Bill Alfonso worked this pay per view as a referee? He did. Yes, did you know that? Yes, he did. Yeah, Bill was still. Wow. This was right before. This is literally right before Bill left the company because ECW was starting up. And literally right. by ni- by ninety four ninety five, he was already in the mix managing Taz, 
Um, and then eventually he would turn on Taz a year or two later, whatever. That's another story. But yeah, he he was Bill Alfonso has been a referee at that point for like twenty years, because he worked for the Grams in Florida. He I, I believe he worked Mid Atlantic, and I know he worked obviously the NWA. Um, but he's been around for a minute. But he was primarily in Florida for a long time, so he worked with half these guys already. You know, but shout out to Bill Alfonso. Shout out to Fonzie. Oh yeah, Bill Alfonso. He's another guy that they can put in the Hall of Fame. You can't see the thing about the Hall of Fame. WWE is real petty. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be can't tell the story of the business without these guys. They were that impactful. You can't tell the story of ECW, a little bit of WWE without a guy like Bill Alfonso, man. Correct. You gotta put him in there. Especially RVD went in, what, last year, year before last? Yep, yep. I'm so, going to go on record and say that ECW should have their own wing in the Hall of Fame. Because that, 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 that Fed impacted so much. If it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for ECW, let's be honest, you wouldn't have any of those hardcore matches in, 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 in WWF, WWE, WCW. All that stuff was stolen, table mat. That was all stolen from, from, from Paul Heyman. All of it. Who stole it from Japan, you know, but, but that's another story. You know, but, I mean, they were so influential, and they spawned legends. Van Damme and, and, and Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and, need, need I, I mean, Chris Benoit to an extent, but Jericho, right. Jericho, Taz, you know what I'm saying? Like, it goes on and on and on. Raven. Like, you know, the, the Eliminators, Public Enemy. I mean, there was so. Cool. was there for a time. Yeah, to go. Um, Austin. Austin. Oh, I was there when Austin debuted, man. See what I'm saying? Whitbrick, you amaze me, son, because you're a go-getter. <laughs> right. Uh, the you know, classic promos he cut there. Yeah, man. And Kevin Sullivan was there for a minute. Tully Blanchard was there. On Anderson was there. Road Warrior Hawk was there. Shane Douglas. I mean, I can go, but ECW spawned everything, and you and you're 100 percent right. And, and and Tank, rest in peace. Tank would have every year he'd be like, "This guy should be in the Hall of Fame. This guy should be Hall of Fame. Everybody should be in the Hall of Fame who made a significant contribution to to what we're watching, what we're talking about now." I think it's just a, a matter of politics, like you said. Politics always prevent accountability, so. Some of these guys and girls aren't in good graces or they just don't want to be involved. I remember Rick Rude, his family didn't want him involved for a minute. They were like, nah, you know, we don't want him in there. You know, it took a long time for Vader to get in. You know, it took, it took a lot of guys to get in late, you know. It's so. to legitimize, if you're going to call it a uh, wrestling hall of fame. Certain people have to be in to, you know what I'm saying, make it legit in my eyes. Like, okay. I agree. I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Why the hell ain't Lex Luger in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, because he's an asshole. I mean, but st- <laughs> that being said, Lex, you put Ray Mysterio Jr. in before you put Lex Luger in. I, I, I agree. Here's where I, Come on, here's where, here's where I don't understand. They'll, here's where I don't understand. They'll give Lex the Legends contract. They'll give him the documentaries on a biography. They'll give him. Wow, Shibata just won the, the pure title. That's awesome. Uh, but they'll give him 
all they'll give them the, the action figures, they'll give them the the return documentary everything. They won't give him a Hall of Fame nod. I don't understand that. He is so significant in what went on between his NWA run straight to WCW, and then when he came here, when he came to WWE, that was like the big blow, man. Dude, he was on Nitro the night the the week after, after they debuted, man. It was like he was there. He 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 was in the transition stage when WWF was in a in a, in a dark era from like ninety three to like ninety five ninety six. He was there for a minute beforehand, and. Uh, he should get his accolades. I'm not a, I, you know, I'm not a Luga fan at all, but he's he does he's rightfully deserving of of that of the accolades, man. He tell the story of either company without Lex Luger. Former world champion, man. Uh, right. Tried to hire Ron Simmons as a driver. I mean, these are all That's important. what I'm saying, these man. Come on, man. These are all important things. Speaking of the NWA, the next match is my favorite match on the card and it reminds me of an NWA Clash of the Champions match, which is the Steiners taking on the Head Shrinkers. Um, this match went almost 15 minutes, and, I, and I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite tag team matches of all time. I don't know why this sticks out with me, um, but they just, it just felt like an NWA, WCW, like that kind of match. Like you would some, something you'd see on Clash of the Champions. You know what I'm saying? For the, for the U.S. tag titles or something, like some crazy shit like that. You know what I'm saying? This was a really, really good match. It went longer than 15 minutes, but you know what I'm saying? The action was, like you said, it, it, it was it was intense yeah, for those two teams. Yeah. Uh, the meaningless match of the night uh, was next. Doink versus Crush. Uh, That's you- called filler, baby, yeah. for you young yeah. wrestling fans listening. Yes, Tony, tell, this- tell them what a filler is. Tell, tell the kids what a filler, filler is. Filler for... Young wrestling fans, like Phil said, is when we got matches that we just throw on the card so people can go get a little bit of popcorn, maybe go to the restroom, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Because we got a certain amount of, you know, hours we got to kill, you know, before with this pay per view, you yes, know? Sir. And, um, so, but salute to those guys. They do get a payday. You know, back in the day, that's what it was all about. Phil can attest. Yes. Absolutely. People would really go crazy for a WrestleMania payday. Absolutely. I, it, was, it was important. It was important uh, to these guys that, that got the payday. Because sometimes, you know, there was so much going on that people get left out. And it wasn't on purpose. You just didn't have enough room. Now that, that that's one of the reasons why they have it on two nights. That's why that's why it's two nights now. So oh, they just greedy. That's why they do it on two nights now. Yeah, well, that they want to make. But, but yeah, that and everybody gets their pay now. You know. Right. Yeah, and, the money's right. If you don't, if if you if you're a mid card talent and you don't make that that two day mania event. And shame on you. You ain't doing something right. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, right. It's something going on with you. They don't believe in you. So. And the, the, do you, do you want to go to the end of this match? Good. How it ended? It says the breakdown says Doink hit the referee and knocked him unconscious. Of course, it was a ref bump. And then. 
It says a uh, second donk was able to interfere and hit Crush with a prosthetic arm. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, a man was hit with a fake arm. Yes, sir. And allowed Doink to get his first win. That's how wrestling matches would end. A filler match. That's how you end a filler match at WrestleMania 9. With a second Doink hitting Crush, a.k.a. Brian Adams. Yeah, rest in peace, Brian. Rest in peace, Matt R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a sad thing, too, because Matt Bourne was was on the first WrestleMania. Oh really? Which was the which is the anniversaries tonight actually? Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, he, I forget who he was. I think he fought Tito Santana. No, Tito Santana fought the ex the uh, body the execution. You no, know, you know that's not what we call him around these parts. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Chico. Chico. Thank you, Chico. Uh, Chico. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forget. I forget. You know. Yes, sir. We we haven't been in regular rotation. You guys haven't been on in several months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well. I forgive you, my brother. Thank you, sir. Shout out to Chico. Shout out to Chico. Um, yeah, so your next match was uh, another squash match for the Outsiders against Bob Backlund. <laughs> <laughs> this was so a- Razor got him first, then Diesel got him later on. Yep, yep. This was a squash Yeah. Match. Did you um were you hip to um Bob Backlund as a kid? Like, did you, did you know about his his prior stuff or? I didn't. I didn't. You know, follow him that much as a young kid. I think I got exposed to him around this time. I mean, the best Bob Backlund surfer probably gonna disagree with me, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> that Mister Backlund later on next year in '94, best. Character rebrand, I think. One of the best. One of the best. I mean, to go from this, WrestleMania 9, to what? Maybe a little over a year later. Beaten, becoming a WWF champion. Nobody saw this coming. No. Nobody. No, no. This was Vince giving Backlund the... uh... The you know the, the the pat on the back like hey thanks for all your your hard work, and you Absolutely. know Backlund was was hurt uh, in '83. That's why they he jobbed to the Sheik, and that's why they made Sheik a uh, transitional champion for Hogan because they needed a heel like with like a a, t- a quick heel. And truth be told, Backlund was hurt. Backlund wasn't dropping that title. Uh, unless he got hurt, and I know there was a big thing with Arnold Skolin, the f- allegedly from what I read, but yeah, Backlund, Backlund was was a legit wrestler. Like he was, he was Kurt Angle before there was Kurt Angle. Absolutely, you that crossface chicken wing was was sick. Yeah, sick, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, Razor was booked like a Razor was a big deal, right? He was. Oh yeah, right. And like between the, like the vignettes and, I mean, I, I you you first of all you don't you barely recognize him as Big Scott Hall at that point you don't you don't because and you know when he came from the WCW but it was like he, they redid him well and um, you know and Bob, you could never tell that was a diamond stud or no yeah yeah absolutely not. 
But um, yeah, so this was a weird. He and Backlund, he beat Backlund with a small package. Oh man, he couldn't even beat him with a razor's edge. Yeah, beat him with a small package. I guess that keeps Backlund a little strong. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't take too much lust off him because he's getting getting ready to become the champion. I still can't believe he died, man. He was doing, he was doing so well, you know. He was doing so well. So oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, this it's, you know most of my heroes are gone now. You know, it sucks. But um. Checking out on us. That's crazy. But uh, hold on, my yeah. computer's freezing up on me here. This is this is why we can't have nice things. But, At all. Well, I got the next match in front of me if, yeah, yeah, if it froze on you. Yeah, it froze on me. It's that match I was talking about. The most irrelevant match on this card. Money Inc. versus the quote-unquote Mega Maniacs. Brutus Beefcake and one, the Immortal Hulk Hogan. Now, the backstory with this is Hulk is coming into this match with a shiner. Yes. Big old shine on his eye. Yeah. And the rumors are that Macho Man socked him in the yeah, <laughs> the that, night before. That, that was the rumor, right? That was the rumor. But he says he did it uh, during the parasail. Uh, no, no. Beefcake broke his nose to do the, with the parasailing. Yeah, yeah. And then Hogan was jet ski. It was jet ski. It was jet ski, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was, they were saying jet ski. Um, but Hulk and Hulk and Hulk and uh, Beefcake came up short. I mean, they won the match by disqualification. Uh, what'd you think of Money Inc? <laughs> what'd you think of Money Inc? What was that? What'd you think of Money Inc? Did you like uh, IRS? And I mean, that combination really made it made sense because you know, DiBiase was about the money and IRS was you know, the tax guy. So it definitely made sense. Um, but then when the tag titles, heel tag team, eh, you know, <laughs> I mean, wasn't IRS's finisher called a write-off? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, you're right. Yes. You're right. Yes. Let me, let me ask you something about, because you, you're the Hulk Hogan uh, aficionado of the crew, you know, let me ask you this. Do you think if Hogan would have had the tag team title at that point, if he would have if him and Beefcake would have won it, would it would it have given him some some like uh well, I don't want to use the right words, like a little bit off of his shine, like like a like a like a less le a lesser title. Would it would it be would it would it fit him? Would it would have would you accept him as a tag team champion? Because I never saw Hogan as a tag team champion, obviously. Because he really never had a regular tag team partner. You know, he really, yeah, right. You know, so he it, it would look weird. Right? It would because look, even as a young Tony C, would be like, man, I can't see Hogan as a tag team champion. Right. As a tag team wrestler, yet alone tag team champion. And, you know, later, um, not later, but he's one of the few guys in the, you know, WWF that at that point, you didn't see them as a tag team wrestler. And, you know, even when he was with Macho, I don't think they even fought for the tag team titles. I don't 
don't think if so. I'm not mistaken with the mega powers. No, they they just handled their feud, you know, whatever feud they had. Right. right. Yeah. And that was to keep Hogan, you know. Shout out to Hogan to keep himself in the spotlight. I gotta be next to the WWF champion, man. I want to stay relevant. Right, I agree. Absolutely, I agree. So we mentioned Mr. Perfect before. He was the the baby face for a minute, and uh, I, you know, this it, listen, like Luger or not, Luger was the narcissist, and he played that well. And I'm glad that the the that that WBF shit didn't didn't get launched off the ground because they wanted to use Luger as the as the catalyst for that. And he would have been wasted, like totally at that point. That was Ico Pro uh, yeah. sponsor yeah, on this pay per view. Yep, Ico Pro. You gotta want it. Remember that? <laughs> yes. But that's uh, all I'm talking about. Again, this is a Nitro match. You would see this in 1998, probably, or 1999. Nope. You would see this. 1998. It'd yeah. Like, it'd be like Wolfpack versus NWO, fucking silver and black. Black and white. Yeah. Whatever. No, black and white. Black and white. Don't yeah. you do that. I, you, know, I, you know, I get I, you lose me after like. It, <laughs> I know. It, I'm I'm like NWO six months and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you. you, you oh my god. You get man. my point though. You get my point. The um. This was, Absolutely. This was a future Nitro match, um, but it was it wasn't terrible for like it went almost like eleven minutes, you know. Uh, and I think Luger won it with the uh, they he 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 blocked he did like a backslide or something like that he blocked it or whatever it was and and he he won it with a backslide but it was I mean you know it went almost eleven minutes so and I don't know I, I we could say perfect carried him. For most of it. Well, perfect carry most of his opponents. I don't want. I don't want to discredit Luger, even though I don't like him. Uh, but yeah, listen, when you're that good, you're gonna carry most of your guys. I'm sorry. And perfect was and Kurt Henning was that good. Like he, he was one of the most sound guys in the ring. He was way ahead of his time. He's still the mid card champion. that should have been world champion. You know, we have that list that that elusive list that Durant has of of all the guys that that should have been world champion. But because of the, the way the the business was handled at that time, they, they weren't getting at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So absolutely. But yeah, and and Luca, and Luca for his credit was a perfect heel. Perfect. Well, he was only, heel. He was only a heel for ninety days. Well, a little bit, a little long because I think he came in at the Rumble, right? So the, I think the narcissist debuted a little bit before the Rumble. Yeah. So but, maybe about six months. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was so. But he, it, it was, it was no pun intended. It was perfect that the way they brought him in with the, with the, and when the bodybuilding thing, when 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 Vince knew that the bodybuilding shit was gonna fall apart, the, he had he had Luger. Even though he knew he was, and, he did. and he, they could, and even well, Luger, you know, dug shot himself in the foot a million times. But even with them losing Hogan after this. Like, because Hogan they only got two more months of Hogan. Yeah, Hogan loses what? He loses a King of the Ring, right? He King of the Ring, Yoko right? Yoko beats him a King of the Ring. Uh, yep. But like, I mean, dude, imagine that though. Like, I, I uh, you look at it now with rose colored eyes because you know we we we've seen this a million times. We talked about it for the last ten years on the internet, you know. Uh, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's weird how that how that shit happens, you know. 
but yeah, I think Luger. Listen, there's a reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame still. There's a reason why there's there's, there's still things about him that 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 rub guys the wrong way who are in charge of a lot of shit. I'm sorry, I'm I'm convinced of it because if if you know you. Like I said before, you give them the you give them the action figures, you give them the uh, the legends contract, you give them the whole, you give them the the, the documentaries on on biography on A and E, whatever the hell it's called, but you're not gonna give him his 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 time on the podium. Even though he found God and he's good to go, you know, like he's he's totally a different person now, you know, which is great. God God bless. I'm glad that he fixed himself up, but there's a reason why he ain't on that podium in, right now. You know, uh, so hopefully, oh. ho- hopefully it's not politics and they're just overlooking it. I don't think so, though. But maybe I have to die to get in, though. Seems like they don't want Luca coming in, rolling in, making no speech. Well, Tony, speaking of death, that brings us to our next match. Um, <laughs> here we go. All right. So Undertaker, uh, at this point, he's three years in into the company. Undefeated at WrestleMania, uh, but this is probably one of his cheapest wins at WrestleMania. What do you think? I mean, to face the giant Gonzalez, I think the year before, didn't the year before he faced Snooker, right? Yeah, brother. <laughs> so you go from Snooker at WrestleMania 8 to... This guy, WrestleMania 9. So we know the story mm. of Giant Gonzalez, Argentine basketball player, was supposed to go to the Atlanta Hawks. He sucked at basketball. <laughs> and they thought he was better. Ted Turner made him a wrestler. He had a little bit of success. And then they realized creative has nothing for you. So let's go to WWF and they'll keep you as a giant. But now they're going to put you in a hairy costume. All right. Which is so weird to me, but I don't know. It's another thing. But why is he, why is Giant Gonzalez using chloroform? He's trying. He's trying to knock the Undertaker out. I guess. Is this he one, tried to kidnap him. Is this one of the worst matches in Mania history? Um, it's hey Phil, it's up there. I mean, you got that classic. Uh. From WrestleMania 19, I think it is, with Undertaker and the handicap match with Nathan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> with Nathan Jones involved. So, you know what I'm saying? Good old Nathan Jones. He comes up all the time now, man. You, This is crazy. We got to get into that eventually. But, yeah. um, This is probably, for me, it's one of the worst matches in, 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 in the history of Mania. Now, we have 39 of them to go over to, you know, pull that make that elusive list, which we actually should do that for 40th, for the 40th anniversary, for the 40th, for the 40th one next year in Philly. I think we should come up. We should, we have a whole year to come up with a list of the worst mania matches of all time, you know, going from one to 39. I'm guaranteeing you we could make a double, we could make a double night of matches. (laughs) And pick from all 39 prior. Pick the worst match on the card, in our opinion. Right, exactly. Okay, that that that's that ain't that hard. 
that's gonna be a round table, man. That's gonna be we have, we, have, we might yeah. have, we might have to pull some old heads out of out of, out of the. Uh, we gotta get the gang back together for yeah, that. Yeah, we gotta get the gang back together for that for sure. Now, your main event, your main event for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship, the Hitman Bret Hart defends against the mighty Yokozuna, who is only thirty-two years old, thirty-three years old at this point. Crazy. I I just watched his documentary on uh, the other night on bar on the A and E. Um, that that annoy family tree is is ridiculously large. You know, and he was so good. Again, another conversation you and I have had a dozen times already about how, yeah. how good Yokozuna was. Um, and I love that. that. I love how Brett put him over, man. I didn't. I just saw the interview mm-hmm. the other night. I, did you see that? You saw the documentary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that Brett put him over because you know not for nothing, as prissy and 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 complacent as Brett was, he was a really solid worker, and I feel like uh, you know, when you're at the stage where you you know you can put guys over, like Yoko's like that guy that size, and a guy of his stature, um, it, it was it it, it felt. This felt like a, a a David versus Goliath match, you know. By this time, Brett had a bunch of title defenses. I th- the most notable one is Shawn Michaels, but I bet you won't believe who got a WWF title shot before Yoko. Before Yoko, was it at a main event or? Uh, it was on the episode of Superstars, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. And Double A, if you listen, I know you're gonna probably laugh your ass off. This is. This is a just uh, okay. title shot out of nowhere. All right, let me let me answer. Let me try to uh, uh, let me give me get some clues here. Was it did this guy wrestle as a tag team wrestler before he became a gimmick guy in WWF? Oh no, 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 no. no? He he was a he was a what they call he was a he was a you would call him a valet. So what he was a male valet. It wasn't Lanny Poffo then, right? Nope. No. Um, Think 1992. Brett won the title from Flair. Then he went on a rampage, defending the title on Superstar Challenge. You know, won too many pay per You got to remember, won that many pay per views. So I think that his first pay per view defense was uh, it wasn't uh, John, Survivor Series. It wasn't John Tolos, right? The no, 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 no. Uh, why don't I know this? Damn. Uh, I mean, Brett, be, he was beating people like the Berserker. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he beat uh, Razor. He beat Razor. If I ain't mistaken, he beat Razor. Did he beat Razor at Wrestle? Uh, yeah. Okay, him and Razor um, wrestled at uh, Rumble. So he beat Razor at the Rumble. But who did he, uh, who did he defend against on Superstars? Virgil. Virgil. <laughs> yep. No Virgil shit. got a Virgil got a WWF title shot. Why, I'm not lying to you, man. Why did Virgil put that on the eight by ten when he was selling them at Grand Central Station? I don't know why. He had them candy stripe pants on. He trying to sell me eight by ten of him. It's not even in black. It's not even in color. It's in black and white. He could have put him in Brett on the eight by ten. I would have bought that shit. For y'all that don't know, Virgil received a... Now, it's one thing with Craig Pittman. 
receives the WCW <laughs> title match. <laughs> but the fact that Virgil wrestled for the WWF title and don't not a lot of people remember it. I do. I don't want to I'm no, not lying. I don't want to hear nobody say nothing bad about the Pitbull Craig Pittman, man. Oh no, no, no. Shout out to you know, Shot Craig, yeah, you know, the Pitbull, you know what I'm saying? Power plant, man. Him and now the question. Yeah, at the power plant. Now the question is, cause they never showed Pittman the belt. Shout out to my boy uh Mega Powers. He said <laughs> when they don't show you the belt, <laughs> there's zero chance of you winning. Which is now that looking back, if the ref just stands in the middle and holds the belt up, then that means there's a fifty fifty. But if they don't even show you the belt and they just hold it up, yeah. He got a shot. I think Virgil didn't get showed the belt. Craig Pippen never got showed the belt either. So, little known fact, yeah, man. 1992. Go look in the archives, man. Brett the man. Because you know he vowed. Go ahead. No, I'm going to watch it. He vowed to be, you know, it was that time. He, he wanted to be a fighting champion, you know. So, you know, and they, all they had was superstars and challenge. So every, you know, random people was getting title shots. And Virgil was one of them. Yes, sir. Check the books. All right, so let's get into and- Brett's title match against Yokozuna. Uh, this was for me, and I had the mindset of how is he beating Yokozuna? Like, how is he? Gonna- Same way I asked how Hogan was going to lose, how, how Hogan could have beat Andre. You know what I'm saying? How... how- how is this gonna? How is this Davy and Goliath? Um, this type of shit. How is it gonna go down? How is it gonna? How can Brett get the shot? He can't get the sharpshooter on him. You know how is he gonna do it? Like what's he gonna do? And and Yoko can had the stamina. He wasn't he wasn't a a, a, a lazy big guy. So now Brett's got to contend with that too. You know. So ten year old Tony C, nineteen year old Phil Rea, it's just. It's it's pandemonium at this point, right? What do you, what's gonna happen? Um, well, we know what happens, obviously. Um, you know, Yoko gets a a, a minimal uh bunch of offense. Brett does find a way to get the sharpshooter on, but he couldn't really fully apply it because Fuji, of course, throws the, the ceremonial salt in Brett's face. That Morton salt, man. It gets you every time. That's it, man. Uh, the Mortons. And, uh... Mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> its thing. <laughs> and I, and this, this match only went 8 minutes and 35 seconds, but Yoko does win the match. Uh, you know why? Well... Because that damn, that damn crush and joint match went too damn <laughs> long. <laughs> so they had to go... They had to go home early. Eight minutes. They had to go. They had to go. So wait. So, so now, Hulk Hogan comes out. They had to help Brett. They had to help Brett. Now Fuji offered to have Yoko face him, put the title on the line for no reason. None at all. Why? None at all. I blame Mr. Fuji for all of this. I blame Fuji for obviously for the salt, and I love Mr. Fuji by the way. But I blame him for the salt, for getting Yoko the title, and then he gets Yoko to lose a title. 
was it was a way. I think this whole thing was the uh, like you said. It was a way to pat Hogan on the back, appease him for you know all he's done. Just give him a little stop gap champion. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was what a lot of people look at Hogan bad for this, but at the end of the day, man, he was on his way out. Little pardon gift for you. First money in the bank cash in or whatever. Look at it like I mean Vince did it what? Ten years? No well no. Two thousand ten at the Elimination Chamber. He did it the same thing to Cena. After Cena won a belt. He had Batista come out there and beat him. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Tony, he he only had it for two months. Yeah. Two I, like I said, Backlund only had it for a month. So, so was see what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. So it kind of makes sense that he would give him like a little uh, pat on the back here. Here's a parting gift. Just a parting gift. Yeah. You know, he wasn't no transitional champion or nothing like that. He was never going to get a run. He was on his way out. So, well, we didn't know so that he was on that. his way out. We also, you know, back then. Right, and we also didn't know that like two, three months after this, Hogan has the match of his life, and it's not even in, on U.S. soil. You know, oh, in Japan. It, yes, sir. I'm telling you, I just watched it again a few months ago, and it was by far one of Hogan's finer performances uh, as a professional wrestler. But yes, Hogan wins the title. Trash booking 101. You know, um, I, I listen. Here's a the deal. There is a there's a huge, huge, huge um contingency of fans that are in that are in agreement that this is the worst mania ever as a for between in ring and I, I I I disagree but I is this this can't be the worst one this can't be worse than 13 the worst main event ever mania mania ever mania no no but what I'm saying is Oh, you saying from top to bottom? No, nah, yeah. hell no. no. WrestleMania 11. 11? Hell right? no. 11's got to be 11 is yeah. horrible. Lawrence Taylor against Bam Bam. All right. All right. No, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then the title match ends in the DQ? Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me. Come on, Phil. WrestleMania 11. And then 11 is from, out of all places, Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, and Double A, I believe, agrees with me on this. We 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 stand steadfast. WrestleMania 11, worst WrestleMania ever. Two of us wrong. Fine from top to bottom. In '93, they were in a spiral, like down 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 downplay. They were holding TV tapings in smaller venues, trying to do what WCW does. Can't create that magic with small crowds like WCW did. I'm sorry, even though they have, even though WWE had better production, right? Uh, right. It was that that feel that Vince had financial constraints. Uh, he was wasn't in good graces with certain people in his life. Uh, that that were in the company that were that he thought were were loyal and they weren't, you know. But this is, listen, all right, so here's the deal. 
I I don't think it's the worst one. I'm glad you don't. I'm glad you don't think it's the worst one. I I think 11's worse. 13 was a reach. Austin saved that, by the way, but that was a might have been a really shitty one too. But uh, I I I I think it was a a, a thing where I people were just not. There were too many filler matches in this. Like there were too many, like you know they the doink thing and the backland thing. They could have. You know, they could have switched something up. They didn't. They didn't. So, like everybody went too long. That's why the main event was only what between Hogan and Brett. They weren't that Hogan. I mean, the Yoko match and the Brett match. How long were they in the ring? So eight. So the Brett match went eight and a half minutes, right? And then the Hogan. Right. And then Hogan was less than thirty seconds. <laughs> So the total, the entrance is basically probably were lo- almost longer than the freaking match, two matches. <sighs> yeah, they were. You could tell they were transitioning away from Hogan. Well, this was saying yeah. bye bye to the Hogan era. Yeah, and it it's weird. It was a weird time, and I can't believe Yoko died after that. Shortly after that, I was sad. Shortly, yeah. Um, so our good friends over at WhatCulture.com. Gave us these, these ten fascinating facts about WrestleMania Nine that we didn't know. So I I didn't open this yet. I just opened it. I opened the website about an hour and a half ago, but I didn't read it because I want to read it on the air, like you know, with you. So I don't. So I, I, you and I are gonna have the same reactions to some of these. So, all right, number ten. Jim Ross used his WCW sponsored radio show to promote WrestleMania Nine. <laughs> hey. So Jim hosted a Sunday night show on Atlanta's WSB, and on March 28th, he announced that he was WWE's new broadcaster. Then he had Vince McMahon, Bobby Heenan, and Shawn Michaels on his program as guests, promoting WrestleMania 9. And since WCW was paying for the show, WrestleMania 9 got some extra publicity on WCW's dime. Hey, that's creative, though. That is really cool. Very creative. Number nine, use them, you know, get somebody to deal somehow. Right? Number nine, Oscar from Men on a Mission was hired by WWE after rapping for Vince McMahon. A month after Mania 9, a Southern-based tag team known as the Harlem Knights received a tryout with WWE. Soon enough, they would be recostumed as Mabel and Moe. Men on a mission. On a mission. <laughs> the eventual manager, Oscar, had already made an impact on the scene, striking in Vegas on Mania Weekend. Uh, Rapping in Vegas. Yep. Sharp eye viewers might have seen Oscar from front row ringside, most notably when Hogan pulled up uh, Moles Mr. Fuji's challenge at the end of the night. Per Oscar's recollection, he saw McMahon and Randy Savage at Caesar's Palace that evening. Approached them, breaking into a freestyle. Vince loved it and signed them. Okay. Did not about know. right. Number eight. Shawn Michaels opened WrestleMania for the third year in a row. Didn't know that. I oh, he's the curtain jerker. Yep. Two years earlier, Michaels and Marty went on went over on Haku and the Barbarian in one of the most underrated Mania matches of all time. Uh, a year later, a freshly healed Michaels was given a building block win over his trusty veteran performer, Tito Santana. 
uh, both matches were prospective manias and uh, and our window and our window into how much faith they had in, in Shawn Michaels getting on off the right foot. Okay. Number seven, Doink's method of beating Crush once suggested bizarre magic. Um, apparently, Doink was to be fitted with some unusual mechanism on the back of his mask <laughs> beneath the wig. In closing moments of the match, Crush having applied the crunch while the referee was laid out to have been fallen victim to a mechanism spraying out colored matter uh, that would have rendered him blind, leaving him susceptible to pinfall. But to various accounts, this theory it was indeed attributed to Meltzer, of course, but the only evidence I could f- they could find was that in WrestleMania 9 that magic was supposed to be part of the finish. Nonetheless, it was not, thank God. <laughs> Papa Sean go do that, right? Uh, uh, you know, in 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 the uh, in the pre-show, <laughs> right? With black magic, here's something else I didn't know. The Nasty Boys, number six. The Nasty Boys were originally supposed to face Money Inc. Before the return of Hulk Hogan, drastically altered the course of Mania Nine. The event was to have seen Ted DiBiase and IRS defend their tag straps against. Uh, against a team that they had been feuding with since October, the Nasty Boys. However, in February of 93, WWE ran an angle where DiBiase and Scheiss, the bloody beefcakes, surgically repaired face, and which was the catalyst for Hogan to return as his brother in vengeance. On a March 21st edition of WWE, WWF Wrestling Challenge, it was mentioned in stories terms that Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags were in line to face Money Inc. for the titles, but they stepped aside for Hogan and Beefcake. They would eventually leave, w- they would leave WWE after a European tour mid-April following a period of suspension and wound up in WCW that summer. Didn't know that. Right, and they probably went on to be the WCW Tag Team Champions shortly after that. This is true. Now, number five, you and I brought this up at the beginning of the show. Randy Savage reportedly gave Hulk Hogan his black eye. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Savage himself confirmed in a 93 radio interview that Hogan, uh, who he would periodically badmouth on commentary, even after Hogan left the company, was underhanded and went to, went as far as to claim that Hogan and then his then-wife, Linda, conspired to end the Poffles' marriage by manipulating Liz, sat, uh, uh, manipulating Liz and Randy. However, said nothing about punching Hogan, but... Others have drawn their own conclusions. Others claim it's sad. It don't seem like he, he right. fight Macho Man back. I I truly believe Hogan really cared about Macho. Like, for real. I mean, it's you, type of yeah. When you listen to Hogan's interviews now, right? Like, you know, like he 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 talks about how him and Randy were like up and down, up and down, like relationship wise. You know, uh. What what got what gets me lumpy in the throat is when Hogan talks about right before he Randy passed, how Hogan him and Hogan he met, I think he saw Hogan in the gym or something or they they crossed paths in Florida and it was like what's up how are you like you know like like there was like a lot of love there you know, uh but it was crazy. Others claim that Savage hit Hogan in the face during a heated confrontation. Matt Bourne Doink, uh in an interview said that Savage's ex-wife Elizabeth. Was see was seeing a friend of Hogan's, and that Hogan was hiding the fact that from Savage. So he they, he also claims that the punch did happen, that Hogan was hiding that Liz was dating somebody else behind Randy's back. 
So we never know. But no. So number four, Hogan completed the world IC tag title hat trick at WrestleMania. If you ask someone to name every wrestler that ever competed for a WWE championship, Intercontinental Championship, Tag Team Championship, WrestleMania, chances are the hoaxer wouldn't come to mind. But he's almost exclusively in that in that in that scenario. He competed for all three. He competed in six title matches at Mania, a seventh being a tournament match for a chance to regain the gold. At Mania six, Hogan competed with Warrior for his title, which was title for title. And on at nine, Hogan and Beefcake challenged for the Money Inc. tag titles. I forgot about that. That is slept on fact because a lot of people forget that Warriors title was on the line because <laughs> Hogan was a champion. Right, right. And um, Brett also fulfilled that hat trick at this show, defending the de- defending his championship a year later after beating Roddy Piper for the IC title, which in itself was a year after he and Jim Neidhart lost the tag titles to the Nasty Boys. So there you go. Number three, Brett found out the day before he was putting Yoko Ono over. I didn't know that. So Hart was under the assumption that the, that he would be retaining his championship at Yoko, uh, at WrestleMania 9 until the day before no one had told him any different. Then he received a call from McMahon who beckoned Hart to his hotel suite for a business conversation. Hart said he was stunned when Vince McMahon told him that he wanted the hitman to drop the belt to Yokozuna the next day. The boss revealed his plan to have Hogan up upend Yoko moments later and capture the belt himself, leaving Hart confused and bewildered. Uh, Brett says the reasons Hogan probably knew that before he was he was returning to the company that he'd be getting the championship back, but the title holder himself only found out 24 hours before. Oof. But that, that but that was a that turned out to be a blessing in disguise because if Brett beats Yoko. Then at Mania Ten, you probably assume that Yoko's got to go over. Yeah, that, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that makes versus, sense. Makes perfect. Right. Sense. Yeah. Versus Hogan, because Luger, Luger and Brett don't make sense at that point in the summer. No, not till next year with the with the Rumble when they when they both fall out of the ring at the same time. Correct. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. That that Hogan thing was a blessing in the sky. Brett probably didn't see it at that time, but you know us being our age, probably you know we didn't see it either. But you know hindsight being twenty twenty, that saved them a lot of you know what I'm saying and work. Luger that stopgap between Hogan losing, then you go straight from what um, Hogan. You go Yoko Luger. Then that takes you all the way up into January, and then you go take her, Yoko. And then you do, that brings you back to Brett and Yoko. And there you have it. It is. Number two, Brett claims Yokozuna, quote-unquote, went home early. In true Hitman fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't we you. knew it. We knew it. We knew it. In true Hitman fashion, Brett was determined to make others see the error of their ways by putting on the best match on any given show, reinforcing his worth, having a high-caliber match with the gargantuan Yokozuna would be a challenge for him, given that he was wrestling a super heavyweight 
and not a fellow quicker pace technician. Hart says he devised a clever match that would leave big spots for the closing moments while accutaning that each man's strengths, perhaps due to exhaustion, you'll go into a finishing sequence earlier than Brett intended to, in which left Bret Hart angry at Yoko's forceful choice to, to, be, to strip the match of some of Hart's best designed spots. Brett said he wanted a chance to show Vince that he, could, he made a mistake in backing Hogan, and, and Hart felt that his plan didn't reflect that at all. Okay, so this match was eight minutes. Now, how long was the Mania 10 match longer? The rematch? It better be the way he complained. Eight, well, yeah, well, Let me see. Yeah, the match went, the, the this match went eight minutes and 35 seconds. So let's look at WrestleMania 10. Brett versus Yoko. It better be longer than this one. It probably ain't too much longer. Watch this. You can't go 15, 20, 30 minutes with Yokozuna, man. What's nah, wrong with you? Nah, he's 600 pounds, man. Right. What is it, man? See, that's what the, the people be talking about, Brett, man. You got, that's like Hogan and Andre going for 30 minutes. 25, 30 minutes. Right. Makes no sense. That ain't happening. Nah. Let's see. Go ahead to the next one. I'm going See if they got a time. This is the. Dude. I just clicked on the number one uh, fascinating fact. This is crazy. Um, more than one third of the in ring performers were gone by year's end. <laughs> Sound about right. 92 saw a mass departure of top stars, including Hogan, Jake Roberts, Roddy Piper, Legion of Doom, Ultimate Warrior, Davey Boy Smith. Sid Justice, among others. Ric Flair, Boss Man, and a handful of others were out the door before Mania, and the card itself had its share of end-of-liners. Counting the dark match, eight of the 22 wrestlers... Almost 36%, 36% of the performers were gone by the end of 93. Hogan and Beefcake both departed after a tour of Europe that summer, Tito left in August, as did Papa Shango. DiBiase finished up at SummerSlam before concluding his career in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Matt Bourne was replaced in the Doink gimmick around the start of fall, the same time Giant Gonzalez left the company, and then Mr. Perfect took a sabbatical beginning at the end of October and would never wrestle for the company again until 2002. I wait, Brett and Yoko at 10 was two minutes longer, 10.38. 10.38. And let's be honest here. Even if it wasn't Yokozuna, you're always time-constrained for mania for matches. Right. Right? So unless you're doing something special or you get the nod from Vince, you're not going more than 10 minutes anyway. You know? Unless you're a title, you know, unless you're a main event title right. match, and the main match. event is supposed to have the most. Wouldn't you say would have the most time allotted? Right, a hundred percent. Now, the right. thing, but the thing was though, a lot of guys and girls went went over their time. Go over right, and we've seen how people get bumped and stuff like matches right. get bumped all the time. Right? right, so now it's like you know that twelve fifteen minute match you're supposed to have at the end of the night is now eight to ten minutes. You know, so now now it's like, what do you do? 
you, you hopefully that you and your your you and your combatant uh can come up with some plan, you know. Yeah. So Brett complaining about two minutes. Brett need to cut that out, man. <laughs> he did put Yoko over though, so that was that was. Oh least, yeah, but I mean, you can't have a five star classic with Yoko Zuna for twenty five thirty minutes. That you can't have the match you had with Sean at, no. you know, at at Rumble. I agree. Come 100%. on, man. Hundred percent. Come on, man. Hundred percent. So you know. Brett got to ease up, man. He's actually, ease up, Brett. He's actually eased up a lot in his older years. After, I hope so, man. I think after the stroke, he, he kind of like, and after his divorce and remarried, he kind of like thinned out a little bit. He's married to a black chick now, right? Yep, he sure is. Good for him. Man, I saw her, man. She's cute. She, 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 she's, yeah. yeah. She's cute. Yeah, she's the looker. She's quite the looker. Yeah. Brett needs some. Uh, he needs some. He needs some chocolate in your life once in a while, bro. We all we all go through that, you know. Absolutely. You know me. I don't. I don't discriminate. Discriminate, no, no sir. No, no. no sir. So, but yeah, man. I I just it was the 30th anniversary of of Mania of Mania Nine. It is one of my favorites. Um, Absolutely. And I feel like this this whole. This whole thing now, this whole this this what culture thing really makes sense. To a lot of you know, uh, of and I mentioned before about the downward spiral that the company was making with all the nonsense going on. Um, but I felt like this had, to, and, and I I agree with you. A lot of this had to happen in order for him, in order for Vince to grow as a company. You know, cause, especially the Hogan thing. Yeah, the Hogan Definitely. thing was like you know, like you know, here's you know, you had your time and and. Whatever, whatever. So go to Europe, go to Japan, and then settle off. And that didn't happen because as soon as he got home, they knocked uh, Uncle Eric knocked on the door and said, "Hey, man, why don't you come over to the dark side?" We'll Thunder in Paradise money for you. I got some parad- Thunder in Paradise. I got you a, a bigger boat, man. Got you, yep. I got you a thirty footer. Mm. I got you a thirty footer, homie. That's right. You know that got guns and shit on it. Yeah. I remember June of '94. I was at my buddy's house picking him up. We were, we were we were in a band, going to band practice, and we had TBS on, and they had the parade in Disney. You remember the parade for him they had in Orlando? They had the they brought him out in the Corvette, and uh, they had the streamers, and they played that new uh, American Made song for him. And I was like, wow, this was it was so weird seeing Hogan not in WWE. You know what I'm saying? It was so weird seeing him in WWE. It's free agent, the switch at that time, man. Yeah, and then and then that started a, 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 a you know, he brought up. I mean, Flair. Flair was Flair was big, but he wasn't Hogan big. No, he was when he jumped. Yeah, he was regionally big, you know. Right. For us, he was big because we knew who he was. Yeah, wrestling fan. But the but the but the common wrestling fan, the casual wrestling fan, like who's this clown? You know, right? You know, Doing yeah. all this wooing. Man, I was jump when he came on that when he came on that Tuesday night show, the Tuesday Night Titans. Man, when 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 Bobby Heenan brought him out with the Real World Championship, stop it, man! I lost my friggin' mind. <laughs> I lost my mind. I was like, this is. I've been looking. Oh God. <laughs> 
was so good, man. It was so good. It was yeah. so good. And it set up, and I don't know why, and well, now we know why him and Hogan didn't go right away, but at the, time, at the time, I remember going to, I, I was at their first match at the Garden. Uh, it was November of uh, of that year. 91. Yeah, I was at the Garden for that, and it was like, I was excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to see Ric Flair in a WWF ring against Hulk Hogan. And it was lackluster at best. And I remember how funny it used to be when they were showing distorted tag team. They would distort the tag team title. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not even a big gold belt. We know that. We know that, man. Come on, every real wrestling fan know that's not a big gold belt. We can't show that belt on television. So y'all go put a distorted tag team title belt in his hand. Okay. Told Jim Hurd. Whatever. He told Jim Hurd, give me that 50 G's back and I'll give you your belt. You can get this belt. <laughs> I put the deposit down. It's my shit. Oh, and he wasn't wrong, man. No, he, he was not wrong. He was not wrong. He, he wasn't wrong for that one. So before you pull your train into the station, man, this weekend. Yes. Does Roman retain? I think. And if you were, hold on, hold on. I'm, it's two parter. Oh, two part. Okay, okay, okay. Two parter. Does Roman retain? And if you had the book, would you have him retain? So, I had a conversation with Choppy before Choppy uh, was not full time with us anymore, right? And Choppy said. I would keep the belt on him as long as I could until you found somebody who's going to take it and go somewhere else with it in terms of storylines, right? Now, away from the bloodline. Right. So, in my mind, and I again, you and I had this conversation with Double A and, and, and Surfer. He, so, he's beaten everybody. Like there's nothing for him left to do. There's nothing for him left to beat unless he goes and fights one of his own his his family, right? His there's no one in the company besides his opponent tomorrow or Sunday that he has not fought yet that he hasn't beaten. Okay, so, so now if the bloodline if if his cousins drop the tag straps, he drops the world title. The titles. There's inner turmoil in the in the family, that can set up a Jay, and uh, Jay and or Jimmy, uh, against Roman, and it and it bumps Solo up to a to a nice uh, no pun intended nice Solo career, a nice bump in 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 uh in. Oh, they already beat Solo. Solo. Right, but so you kind of extinguish that. Right. Flame. Right. So. I think the bloodline falls apart tomorrow, Sunday, tomorrow and Sunday. It starts uh, tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Um, there's nothing else they can do as a group. Unless you have something, unless you can tell me something right now, that there's something significant that can that they can do for the next six months or four months to Mania. Uh, to Summer, I'm sorry, to SummerSlam. Tell me, convince, convince me otherwise, and I'll, t- and I'll retract my prediction. I don't see them doing anything else significant with this group. There's nothing else they well, can do. Okay. 
What about they, they, the Usos lose titles? Roman retains, and then after, as Mania goes out there, Jay comes out Turns on him. and gives him a kick to the chin. If Jay does that, that would be amazing, and it would, and then it would still put Cody in a good way. Cause you have to understand something. They did. They, they had those plans had to be messed up after Cody tore his pec muscle. Like they probably had to go back and retract a bunch of shit. Yeah, go rewrite a bunch of stuff, right? Right. So everybody forgets that Cody was out for like almost a year, after, right after he came back. Right. Right. Everybody forgets. Right. Everybody forgets that. But it absolutely. It, but it makes sense. So if something like that happens, then. I don't mind uh, Roman beating Cody tomorrow night. If that does, if if Roman does beat Cody and that doesn't happen, then I'm putting my hands up, saying to myself, "What's going to happen next Thursday night?" What can you do? What can you, what can you do? do? Like, what can you possibly do? Well, the only well, he hadn't beat Bobby Lashley. Who won the Battle Royal tonight? Bobby. You're gonna put Bobby over on Roman Reigns? Um, be honest with me. Come on now. But the okay, you're right. They missed the boat on Bobby. You know when Bobby beat Brock, they should have. If they were gonna do Bobby and Roman, that should have been the time. They, you're right. They fifty fifty booked his ass. They did. But he got hurt. You remember he got that concussion. Right. He was in the chamber. In the chamber. But before that, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have lost at all. He should have nah. Bobby Lashley before right. the injury should have Goldberg his ass all the way to Mania. That's true. He should have been the, the the next Goldberg, Blackberg. He should have been Blackberg. Yeah, he could have been Blackberg. Yeah. They should have right. they should have Blackberged him to to Mania, dude. But they Absolutely. didn't. You know why? Because there's nothing safe and sacred no more. They don't put enough faith in talent to. This is not like Cena, where you know. For 10 years, you and I kept saying, it's the safe space. It's the safe space. It's the safe space with Cena. You know, you know what you're getting with Cena. And they threw everybody at him, too. And he... Hey, Brent, and he, don't mean to step on you about that. I'm piggyback on what you're saying with Cena. Because they're bringing him in just to get... Now he's jobbing out the Austin Theory. Yeah. But there, I mean... There was a time, but there was a time where he was untouchable. Why? Because it was safe. Oh, of course. It was safe. So you mean to tell me Roman Reigns isn't safe? The guy's beating everybody. Right. He, they put him but over. But you know, you know who I want to see by himself. Who I think is going to be a bad, he a great heel. Who's that? Montez Ford. So I love Montez. I see. Ford. He, how great was he at the Rumble? Awesome. As a bad, as a heel, he's gonna be borderline rockish. Now, it's funny because I remember when they first became a team that Vince bought a bunch of Evolve stuff to put on the network before they went to the cock, right? And I watched an Angelo Dawkins match, a solo match. He went for the title in, in Evolve, and I said, "Wow, Angelo's pretty good as a solo competitor." But then we see Montez Ford blow up the way he did the last couple of years. I'm like, yo, man, 
Now, but if they split the profits up, Angelo's done. He's done because they you know, know he's not. They, he don't have the personality. He doesn't. Like, he, doesn't. he doesn't. And yeah. there's only so much shucking and jiving and joking you can do. He's got the skill. He can. So my point is, he can be a solo, uh, a singles competitor. But they, he, he. He doesn't don't have that charisma that, uh, that Montez has, correct. Montez, yeah. I, I can see if they do it right, the next 12 months, Montez Ford can be battling for that title at Mania. That would be... 12 months? I, listen, you, 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 you don't have to sell me the farm, bro. I agree with you. My, my whole thing is with them is they are still playing it safe. They are. They don't want to. They don't want to put enough stock into some of these people. I'm like, how much can they possibly do these performers? And it, it you know, how many guys who and girls who write for these for these for these storylines that don't have a wrestling bone in their body in terms of uh in t- in terms of uh thinking uh f- past the past what they have now. These guys and girls are writing stuff. They don't even know who these performers are. Montez has it. He has it. He has everything. He's got the skill. He's got the charisma. And more importantly, he can carry a match. And as a, as a tag team wrestler, he's carrying matches. Right? Worst come to worst, you put him back with Dawkins or, you know, with another tag team partner if you if it's not going to, you feel it's not working. But he's going to take off like a rocket. They said the same thing about and I Booker think they're wasting right, But they said the same thing about Booker T. They were like, ah, right. They're like, ah, you know, he's he's that guy. Oh yeah, he's that guy. Six months later, he wins the TV title. Six months after that, he he's having this best of seven with Chris Benoit, and then he becomes a uh, world champion, like a couple of times over. Like you know, it's it's you don't know what right. you got. you don't know what you have until you start losing something else. You know, uh, I don't know what they and they're not bringing guys up from NXT anymore. As as quickly as they as they were, because again, you got a kid down there, Tony. Have you seen Carmelo Hayes? Uh yeah, I saw a little bit of him. He's fighting Steiner's kid tomorrow, Tony. I'm telling uh-huh. you, invest, invest, invest. The kid, he is, can go. He can go. He's got he's got the Montez in him, but he doesn't have that. He he's not he's not as charismatic, but he's okay. got he's got it, Tony. He's got it. And, and they're on early tomorrow, right? Like 10 o'clock in the morning. One o'clock, or 10 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, one of those, I forget. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's because of Cali time, but yeah. Right, it's, right. The main event is him versus Braun Breaker, uh, Steiner's kid, Braun Breaker, for the title. But And I, I don't watch NXT normally, but I watch him when I get it when I, when I on a Tuesday night when I'm, when I'm home from work and he's on. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I watch it because he's, he's on my radar, you know? But they have guys in place that they can do big things with. Big things. And at this point, like you say, you got to start working on get. If you're going to keep the title on, dude, you can't keep beating the same people. Yeah. So you should have been trying to build up contenders if, you know, that's the route you're going to go. You you love Roman Reigns, right? And at one point we didn't. At one point, I I didn't, but then when he yeah, we didn't because they tried to force him to be a face. And they and it was like you can't force what you don't have. 
He didn't, right. At that point, he didn't have a mouthpiece. He didn't have the the. He didn't have. He didn't really. He didn't really didn't even cut a good promo at that point either. He had to. He had to. He had to earn that. He had to work that, and he got. He he got the fans back, in a big way, you know. But I, because he's not even. He wasn't even like a Cena type face or a Hogan face or a Brett face. He was lost. He was he a lost face. Right. He came in as a heel. that didn't say nothing. That's what I'm saying. So they I, wasted. Yeah. So at what they point, wasted right, that. So at what point? Unless you do something drastic within their family, that's the only way him retaining is going to make sense to me. Okay? That's it. Other than that, it's got to be Cody, and then they got to go in another direction. You know, why do you have... And then you got, like, these... They have these guys, like, you got... you got uh, What's his face? In a tag team with Ricochet. Braun Strowman. Bro, Come on, man. Yeah. Man, he's a former champion. He should be... Whooping ass and being in the title in the in the title picture. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna scream Finn Balor again. Like Finn Balor for me was never. As soon as he won that title and he got hurt, they never gave him his due diligence ever again. And now he's reduced. One more. You know. Yeah, he got one title match rematch. He got squashed by Brock. That was it, man. I'm just like, you know, you have use what you have. But use it well. You have. Don't be scared. Yeah, you don't. Have, listen, the fans. Listen, the fans aren't stupid. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna root for who they root for. They're gonna like who they like. They're not, they're gonna they're gonna yell who they want to yell at. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna write these guys and girls in a certain way, that's gonna have to make sense. And they want to do it long term so they could sell merch and they can book these tours overseas with these people and they want to. They have a global audience now. So why can't you at least make the effort and put the effort into some of these guys because they are good. And I and I and they're still playing it safe. You don't need I call it the uh the CSS, the seeing the safe syndrome. You know, it's like you 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 don't you don't have to have this. And like you said they're not to bring Cena in the job to Austin theory. So but there's this transition going on, man. Like let's let's not. You should already be have. You should already have an idea next year. I mean, already of who you want on that grand stage in Philly. Yeah, well, closing that show. Like, when we were kids, when we were kids, and it was so episodic that you know you kind of had an idea of who the next guy was when you got a little older who the next guy was coming when you got a little older and you're like, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. And all of a sudden after the mid nineties, it was like, Oh, now you can't do that because of what happened and the way the industry took a turn. And then the way it, 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 it came about, it, it, fo- it refolded again in, in, in after the, after WCW fell apart. So, you know, and you're not, like I said, you're not fooling the fans, bro. You're not fooling them. But you, oh, have, nah. you have guys and girls that are in place. Do it. You don't have to keep bringing the old con. Who's going back. over? Yeah. You don't have to. You, you're bringing back Trish and Lita tomorrow. You, you're bringing back Cena this weekend. You, you, you know, why? You don't have. You can bring them back to say hello to everybody. 
you know, you put them, you put, you know, you can put them as a presenter, you can put them in a skit, do something, but to put them in major storylines, why? There's no need for it. Not with 65, 70 kids in the back that can do the job. You just don't have any faith in Watch. them. Montrez Ford and Austin Theory, it would be a way better match at this point than Austin Theory and John Cena at WrestleMania. I'll go further in saying that did Austin Theory and Montez Ford would have a match even if there was no title implications, like that match. Right. That match would would might transcend into something else. That might be a right. Wonder- that might be in a once in a lifetime generation of match, uh, you know that that still the show type situation, right. right? Definitely, those guys was still the show. Definitely, the the um the emphasis on these kids is not taken seriously, and I and this is why I get disconnected, uh, from them all the time. I mean, they, they pull me back because I'm a fan. I'm first and foremost. I'll always be a fan. And they'll pull me back. Oh, it's gonna keep your head in. Of course, but right. you know, don't. And I've and I've said this a million times too. Don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Like you right. have, they have things there. And Triple H, at least, it, and I'll play devil's advocate for this. At least Triple H has an idea of how things are, how should be going, how how things should be progressing. He brought guys back. He 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 shifted his focus towards the main roster. He gave NXT to Shawn Michaels. Like he made little things at with the whole Vince thing. Like he made he put things in 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 place to put him to put his finger on the pulse more than what he was. And I like that. You know, I like that he's acknowledging that there's a talent beyond them. That he's letting his his talent work in Japan uh, for. Other matches, he's letting guys do indie shows, and and he's allowing wrestlers to be have more of a creative uh, input on their character, on their matches. So he's got he's got the mindset for it. Just trick, just pull the trigger and do it. You know. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. With all that. So. Hopefully they get it. They make the right decision next forty eight hours, man. It's gonna be gonna be something to see. It's it, it listen, I, they haven't they haven't lost me yet. There's been thirty nine of them now. They haven't lost me yet. So you know, you'll you'll hear me complaining, but they always come back. You know, it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah. So I can but, say I always got peep your head in. That's it. You gotta keep you gotta keep it fresh, keep it crisp. Um Absolutely. I, I miss you, bro. I do. I miss. I miss. Uh, hey, same I, here, man. I miss talking to and, you. Um, I know everybody's got shit going on right now, and usually this weekend will be full of podcasts and oh yeah, round tables and and parties and stuff like that. But you know, I know stuff is happening. But listen, we're we're we're, we're still we're still on the grind. We're still doing our thing. Um, Absolutely. And I, any. Anytime you want to do this, you know, you let me know ahead of time. Yeah, feels good to talk a little, you know, what we know. I I appreciate you, man, making a hot tag. You coming in because you know we, we've been friends a long time now, and, and absolutely. I, I just I know what the transition with 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 you guys aren't doing your show anymore right, right now. I'm glad that there's the, the these lines are still open that we can still do things together because you know we're family, you know. Um, absolutely. So. I or anything, you know. I appreciate you coming on tonight, bro. And I will, I will, I will, I will be making a hot tag to you soon. I got some, 
I got some ideas for other stuff. I'll keep you in the loop. Uh, keep me in the loop, man. And I will get Surfer too. Hopefully, get him out of a out of a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get him before May, cause you know he's going to see Fast X and you know Cena's in it, so you know he'll be uh, right there. Yo, man, I, just, I, went, I went. I went last night to see Dungeons and Dragons with with Lou and the boys, and I was and I looked at all the movie posters. Man, I might be in the theater as much as Surfer this year. And the theater, man, don't let them swindle you like that, man. Dude, it's in walking distance to my house, Indiana Jones. Okay, okay. Indiana Jones, they're putting out another one. They got the Guardians coming out. They got another Transformers. Steph is in. Steph is a big Fast and Furious fan. She's she owns every movie, so she's gonna want to see that nonsense. Nah, I'm, the only reason I'm not doing this one in the theater is because it's going to cliffhang to the last one. Right. If this was it. I'll probably I'll probably go see eleven because eleven's supposed to be the last one, and I think then the Rock's gonna take over. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw taking over. Yeah, but you can't oh. you can't dangle Transformers and DC and Marvel in my face and another Indiana Jones and expect me not to. Yeah, the Flash. The Flash is gonna be. Uh, I haven't seen a DC movie in the theater in a, since Batman v Superman, if you can believe it, way yeah. back, what, <laughs> seven years ago? I saw, no, I saw Shazam last week, two weeks ago, and it was really good. Oh, my Lord. It wasn't as good as it was. And I walked in there with zero expectations. I was like, I went because it was a $5 ticket. Thank you, T-Mobile. You know? And uh, I was like, you know what? I did it because it was a $5 ticket. And I went in there, and I was like, with, with zero expectations. And I was like, you know what? This wasn't a bad movie, but with that being said, though, it's like I I can't believe how many a lot of movies are coming out this this year. I can't believe it. They they got a uh ad a Nike documentary coming out that I'm excited about. I'm not going to the movies for that though. I'm gonna wait for that to come out on DVD, whatever. Uh, um, yeah, 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 but yeah. Yeah, the Michael Jordan story. I mean, the field, not Son of Vicaro. It's about Son of Vicaro. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, it's. I might, but we gotta. I I don't know. I might be in the theater almost as much as Surfer. I'm out there more than once a week, though. I don't have that. I don't have the gimmick. I don't have the membership. But okay. I, I I might bite the bullet to see Flash just because it looks like they're going kind of Marvel style with it, and yeah. I it got a lot going on. I, I don't got, think I can wait. And I gotta see the last Aquaman. You know that's coming out in the end of the year too. So it's like. They pushed that. They they're talking about they may cancel that one, Phil, because the reviews were so bad on it. They might. They yeah, but Mo is too busy being in the Fast and Furious. He ain't got time for that. Facts, facts. And you and you know he's the villain. He's the son of the guy that got killed on the bridge in Fast Five. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he. So they reach back five <laughs> movies. <laughs> to get, come on, man. Come on, man. I hear you, brother. I would have never thought that they would you reach it back five movies, man. Come on, man. But okay. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But I appreciate you having me on, man. Yes, brother. Um, it's all love, man. And when you need me, give me a heads up, man. I definitely, um, you know, step in on a Friday night for you. I definitely will. Enjoy the rest of the weekend with the festivities. You too, man. And uh, we're back in the we're back soon. I'll talk to you guys. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother.